This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to do some E3 predictions, and we have an interview with Kate Feinberg from Esper Dreams. And I'm going to kick Graham's ass. I saw a celebrity from the Outworld. Episode 121. 121. We're up there. Oh, that's the number of something that I can't think of to reference at this time. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, already tired of fake E3 leaks. Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Jackie Chan. Hell yeah. Mikowski. Yep. <laughs> and I'm John. Knitter. And we're here to uh, bring you the latest Nintendo news and all the other fun stuff about Nintendo and our own experiences and whatnot. Let's start off how we normally do. Talk about what we've been doing, what we've been playing, what we've been buying for this week. I know, uh, well, John was out of town last week and Disney, so. I was. was, I was at Disney World. How was your Disney vacation? That was pretty fun. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, I went to the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and to the Animal Kingdom, which was all really cool. The Animal one's my favorite one. Yeah. Are they like animatronic animals or people in animal suits? or? No, it's actually kind of a real zoo. They have oh. real animals, and you can actually go out on a safari ride in the truck and see the real animals. I saw a giraffe walk right up to her car. I saw mm. gorillas. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's really fun. Weird. Yeah, that's what I did. There was some Nintendo stuff there. I stopped by at Epcot. I went to the Japan uh, area, and they had a store. Inside the store, they had Nintendo stuff. They had a, a shelf with plush toys. They had some Nintendo backpacks. It's really cool. NES backpack. There was a uh, piranha plant backpack yeah and uh it was just kind of cool to see nintendo stuff at disney world mm-hmm. you sent us a picture of that piranha plant backpack and i wanted that shit yeah it's pretty cool it was 60 bucks though and it's a pretty know, small backpack I, I think i said uh that looks sick and you said it's sick dollars yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good fun i was <laughs> like oh god that's a lot of money for a backpack i think i paid like 18 dollars for the one i have now Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was really small too. I like you might hold like two books in there. Maybe oh, like two diapers. It's like a kid's yeah. backpack, then, right? It's not like a adult backpack. It's a yeah, fashion like pack. A kid's backpack. Fashion backpack. There you go. Hmm. Oh well, looks cool though. Yeah, I could keep like you know a couple of candy bars in there. Mm-hmm. Did anybody point at you there? Did you? Did anybody do the two points or the three points at you in Disneyland? Did you? Did the did the people who work there like tell you to calm down, stop fighting with your family, and all that? No. Apparently they do that if you start fights. I said that last time we recorded before you went. The the secret Disney police. If okay, you start gotcha, having yeah. like a if you start having a fight with anybody, they'll come out and point at you and be like, uh, they'll say like, uh, what's the problem? Like, what you know? Is there anything I can do to help your vacation? Whatever. They try to like calm down whatever's happening because they don't want anything bad to ever happen on the park. You know, so they have people no, out there for that. Well, like, well, sort of along those lines. My nephew. You know, he's, he's five. He had a bucket of popcorn. He dropped it. And within three minutes of him dropping the popcorn, two people came up. Yeah. Two park employees came up and said, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I get you another one? And one of them actually took the bucket 
and went all the way, like walked like like ten minutes away to get to mm-hmm. the nearest popcorn stand and refilled the bucket and brought it back to us. Yeah. So like they are on it. Their their customer service is impeccable. Man. Well, they don't except want for, except for bringing you some cold ass popcorn because it took ten <laughs> minutes to walk it back. Yeah. Yeah, I just threw it right in her face. Well, they <laughs> said, "Bitch, please." They don't want any of the kids crying, so they're. I like, said extra butter. <laughs> <laughs> Put the butter in the middle. Go back. No, that's it. great though. I mean, you should be treated like you know royalty there because you pay, you pay enough, royalties, right? Yeah, uh, and they don't want anybody to freak out because then it'll look like they're not having a good time at the at yeah. the at the park. Did you go? Did you go on star tours or anything like that? I heard it's different now. Yeah, I went on star tours. Star tours has been updated. Yeah, now um, Finn they updated that one a, a couple years ago. Isn't um, Finn in it now? No, um, I heard he Finn's was in it. Not now. in it. I, I think there might be like different versions of it. I, I don't. I don't know, but oh, okay. Uh, Finn's not in it. No, it's, um, it's one of those ones where you're you're sitting with the whole group and the yeah. the theater kind of moves and makes you feel like you're on a ship. Yeah. Um, C three PO's in it. There's a C three PO robot sitting in front of the screen, kind of guiding you. Yeah, along that's the way. yeah, that's how the old one um, was. Yeah, but the the visuals are improved. You know, it's modern 3D. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, um, I heard somewhere. Maybe it's the California one. Maybe it's the Disneyland. But I heard that like you go to Crate wherever they were in Last Jedi, and like Finn's there and he talks to you. Like that's part uh, of it. Yeah, no, I like didn't he's see outside that. of the ship. That might be. They a did do a lot one, of um, the the Star Wars presence is much much uh, expanded upon since the last time I was there. Sure. Um, first of all, they're building the Star Wars hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't open yet, but you can stay there for like. Uh, three days and there's a story line to it. You're not just staying at a hotel, but you're like part of a, a mission. Can you like, um, uh, can you kill a family oh, member on that mission? Can you kill the what? Can you kill a family member on that mission? That seems to be what happens in most Star Wars movies. I mean, if they want to okay, stick, a, they want to stick with the theme you know. of the uh, story. You have to, you need to either like stab your father or like cut somebody's hand Kiss off your sister, or something, yeah. you know, that's what I think it really should be. stuff happening at the <laughs> Star Wars hotel. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, it's like. So, who do you want to get killed this time? Uh, you know, we'll we'll make sure we'll set up one of those uh, bridges that you can stand on. You know, you make sure and kill your family member. It'd be great, <laughs> just like any of the other Star Wars movies. It always has to be a family conflict, so you got to create that. I think that would be the story <laughs> there. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need someone to give me a hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought yeah, you were they saying... had a Star Wars parade out in the streets, so there was like stormtroopers marching along. Um, uh, my little niece, who is three. You know, whenever she met any of the characters, she was like very brave and, and like really liked meeting the characters. Her thing was she would she would give me each a kiss, and she, she met the stormtrooper, and mm-hmm. she went to go give the stormtrooper a kiss, and the stormtrooper stayed in character and said negative, <laughs> and <laughs> a line like that... put his hand up to her and everything like like nope. He made sure and said a line that wasn't used in any of the movies by a stormtrooper. Negative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we got to meet um, BB-8. They had a BB-8 uh, there. They had uh, Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. The Chewbacca costume was really cool, and he would like open his mouth and make the noise and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Cool. Did anyone get shot by like a phaser? <laughs> no one got shot by, by a phaser. That, that that comes with the Star Wars hotel package. Yeah, you know nice. that's that's where the real you fun pay is. more for your family to die. <laughs> yeah, I hope they have a cool backdrop for like the stab your father area. So it's gonna be really fun. <laughs> I can't wait. To, I can't, you know, can't wait to get to that bridge. A stab, it stab a family the member. Breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can eat with the characters, but also uh, stab one of your family members with with, bre- with breakfast and all that stuff. Cool. I want to go to Disney someday. I know I'm like, you know, my mid thirties now, but you never. I been? didn't get a chance to go it's when I was fun. a kid. Yeah, we're uh, still fun. No, I was just gonna say we were looking into it because uh, 
you know, Justin and I, we're going to go to Japan on our honeymoon next year. So nice. So uh, we were looking into Tokyo Disney. It's only like sixty bucks a day there. So uh, oh, we, we were going to go. For, we were going to go for a day. Probably it's really easy to get to. Apparently, you can like take a train there. But I heard Tokyo Disney is wow. awesome because it's like separate from the other Disneylands, so you can actually like drink and less people point at you. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we we thought about going there, so I might I might do that. That'd be fun. I know you're yeah. going to Japan. That's awesome, man. I think I told you yeah. that. that was our plan, our honeymoon plan. Very cool. I know you're planning the Nintendo trip. Is that right? What the Nintendo building? Are you going to go see the Nintendo building? Oh, oh, sure. Of course. I mean, we have to. We're there. And we were planning yeah, on going there. To heaven, man. We were planning on going there for like two or three weeks. So we'll make sure and do a lot of shit. Nice. Yeah, that was the plan. So, but yeah, I want to check out Tokyo Disney over there. See, see how that is. Maybe they have some Nintendo stuff there. But, you know. Will the theme park, will the Nintendo World theme park be open? I thought they were doing. By then? Uh, I thought it was like 2020. It's 2020. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That's yeah. when I'm wanting to go. We'd to have to like wait. We have to wait a year. Maybe we can go. Maybe go. we can go again. I mean, I'd love <laughs> to go to Japan anytime, but that's when I'm hoping to get there in 2020. Yeah, sure. Maybe study some uh, basic Japanese before. I don't know. Well, speaking of stuff that that I got this week that has to do with Japan, I got some birthday presents. I'm just gonna nice. before I forget about it, I got two books about Japan from uh, from Jess for my birthday, and I also got this thing. This uh, Nintendo trophy, original vintage Nintendo yeah. trophy. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna open it on the show right here. So I just want to show it before I forget about it. I don't know if anybody ever saw these, but they were these uh, these trophies that you got from the '80s. I had one of them. We actually showed it on our 50th episode. We did the when, uh, when we did our Mario uh, one. when we did our Nintendo stuff. Yeah. We showed the Mario one that I got when I was a kid. With the broken, you know, with the fire, with the fireball broken off of it and all that. But, but this came in a box and everything. This is a Legend of Zelda one. Whoa. There's Link. That, Very cool. Jibdo, what, how, what do you call it? Yeah, it's a Link and a Gibdo. Gibdo. Gibdo, Jibdo, however you pronounce it. I, I call it a Gibdo. The Gibdo is huge. Yeah. Link is. is very small. He's very big, yeah. But uh, Link has a, has a sword in the wrong hand, of course, but that's fine. But uh, yeah, it's got a little uh, on the bottom here. It's got a little like uh, thing that says like your name, and you can put your high score on there and all that. Wow, super rad though. I was like real. Uh, I mentioned, and if I don't know if you can tell, but on the back it says 1988. The copyright. It's probably hard to tell. Probably hard to read through webcam. But yeah, we don't. See harder that. to read on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, in case Jeremy wanted to use part of this for the intro, is why I was showing it. But uh, yeah, there it is. It's super cool. I'm very. It's my. Uh, it's a super cool birthday gift. Uh, that is, man. That's really Zelda cool. Trophy. I guess That's I could have Jess, huh? Yeah. Good work, Jess. What I'll do is I'll uh, flip the image on the horizontal axis. So that <laughs> he's holding it in his left hand. Yeah, right. I don't know where I don't know where she got it or how much she got it from, but on the bottom of the box it says 196 from Toys R Us. I'm pretty wow. sure she didn't get it for that, <laughs> but it's. Uh, yeah, it's like two dollars has a two dollar price tag on it, so that's pretty cool. I'm sure this was in a bargain bin at one point at on the no, it's in your bargain hand. Yeah, it's super cool though. I like it a lot. These these trophies are awesome. Like the ones she said it was the best looking one out of the Zelda ones, so she went for the Gibdo, which I yeah he does look huge. He's like twice the size of Link, so Link looks like he should be more scared than he actually is. This this picture back here of him is way more scared than this one. His face is way he's more like. He's basically just ah. using his shield to block the dude's penis. <laughs> yep. Well, he's probably going to try to hump him like the like the Redeads, <laughs> you know, in Ocarina of Time. Even though the mask, the mummy mask in uh, Majora's Mask is called the Gibdo mask, so 
they did carry it on yes. to that game. So, yeah, that's the coolest. That was the coolest thing that I got physically for the week. But did you want to say anything else about Japan? Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I just remembered that I had those Japanese books. Or, or uh, Disney World, I mean, <laughs> not Japan. <laughs> no, I'm all set on Disney World. Mm. As far as, uh, I guess, video game stuff. What did you play on your trip? Their, did you, uh, sorry? Did you play anything on the Switch while you were there? You took it with you, right, I'm sure? I, oh, yeah, I can talk about that. So I took it with me, and um, I played with my nieces and my nephew. And they all had a good time. We played uh, Mario Kart. Uh, which I'm, I'm getting a little back into. And the other one that they really enjoyed was Mom Hid My Game. They loved oh, that game. Mm-hmm. And it was specifically the the stage with the elephant. And you have to get the DS out of the elephant by uh, making it poop. By feeding it? Yeah. So, yeah, they loved that. They went, they went nuts. Mm-hmm. They were laughing for like two minutes straight. Yeah. You'd be like, so, uh, yeah, you can get this game for $5. Mm-hmm. And if you had a Switch. So if you bought a Switch, you'd spend $310 on this game, pretty much. On this game. There you go. <laughs> that you'll be done within an hour. Yay. But I'm sure they get other better games also. They'd get other stuff, yeah. yeah. I might have convinced my sister to let them get one. So yeah. we'll see. It's it's probably hard. I mean, it's hard to get something like that for kids. Like Nintendo said that even. That's why they're keeping the 3DS around because, you know, it's not really... The Switch is not really a kid's system because it's kind of expensive and easy to break right if you're not i don't see why over it like they can just take it out and it'll easily break yeah and they didn't make i don't see why that game couldn't be on the 3ds mom hid my game yeah it could there's no reason it couldn't i mean it's a cell phone game so it could be on anything (laughs) you know it could be on a cell phone yeah it was i mean i thought it was i thought it was a japanese cell phone game that's where it came from i mean it seems like because you only use, like, one button, and you don't really... I mean, you just tap on things on the screen. Like you don't even really need, like, a control pad or anything. It's a pretty endearing game, though. It's, like, the one of the games I remember the most vividly from the past year, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, hit me it, like, yeah. it hit me like a WarioWare game, man. It's the closest thing we've had. Yeah, no, it, is, it definitely had a lot of had a lot of feeling. It felt like Mario WarioWare, for sure. I feel like they should uh, they should put out another one. I'll, I'll I'll make that one of my three predictions. They're gonna make another mom hit my game. Oh, well, we're not there yet, but we'll, yeah, uh, I'm just throwing it in there. Yeah, that would be uh, that way. Jackie not? Chan, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? They might. Who knows? I got a, I got a couple things. Are you done? Did you get? You didn't get anything new, right? No, I got Me? nothing new. Oh, okay. Oh, John. Well, I was gonna do just a couple more games that I got. Unless you want to go before. No, go ahead. Okay. Well, I got a, from our last episode, I did order that Bible game from eBay for $5, no shipping. So it's a a Game Boy Advance Bible Adventures. I haven't played it yet, actually. I was going to play it last night, but I played a better Game Boy Advance game instead, which will be a part of our news. We'll talk about that. But um, I ended up getting, uh, I I got some digital stuff. I got a Mortal Redneck, bought that game for uh, for Switch, for my new Switch Thursday game. And I also got Garage. I was playing that game earlier. It's a super moody, uh, top-down, it's like a top-down survival horror almost. It's got some pretty scary stuff in it and some really weird parts that you don't expect. So I was kind of, it actually was a lot better than I thought it would be. It kind of, it's, it's sort of, I know we said before, it sort of looks like um, Hotline Miami and it kind of feels a little bit like it, I guess, because of the bizarreness of it, you know. But you said it kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit from time to time. It does. <laughs> it, it, it like, it kind of messes with you. Like it's supposed to be like, there's a part where you like take pills. I mean, this is early, so it's not that much of a spoiler but you take pills and all of a sudden you see you can see through walls and stuff and everything turns like super psychedelic and neon and all that and you talk to a bunch of moles that live in the walls and so it's not it it does kind of it's it's fine with like bending reality and all that 
And all of the credits are actually in the game, like on the floor, like as you go through the first level. So I thought that was really cool. So like everybody's names are like on the actual floor of the game, like as you're going through the game. So it was like a really cool, like interactive opening credits thing. And, where you can, cool. and you, you'll find like pieces of paper on the ground that like you pick it up and it says like directed by whoever, you know, like stuff like that. So, so the credits like go through the whole first chapter and the whole, like, I think like the first three chapters, you don't even get a gun. Like you don't get a gun to like, or maybe like chapter two, but they don't give you a gun like right off hand. But I've gotten to the point where, where you got it, where they give you a lot of ammo and you shoot a lot of stuff, but then you like lose your gun and you got to get it and you got to, and there's stuff without it. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of variety to it. It actually impressed me a lot more than I thought it would. And it's only 15 bucks. And I probably put I probably put like ten hours into it so far, and I don't I don't know how much I have left, but it's you know it's it's a good one for that. If you want to see a freaky game, that and it has some scary parts to it. That was fifteen. Yeah, it was fifteen. I have two videos on YouTube of it if you want to see it. So you've gotten at least you've gotten the dollar an hour price out of it. Yes, yeah. kind of my well my standard is a dollar an hour. Yeah, so that means that a uh, mom hid my game is a failure. <laughs> what was that five? Yeah. You only got a dollar. Yeah. You only got dollars worth out of it. You're right. Maybe well, I guess, like a dollar twelve. And I guess if you play it again with your nieces and nephews, like John did, then you have like two dollars out of it. I've probably played that game for at least four hours. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't need the the hour per dollar. I mean, that's my most my highest watched video on YouTube. So that's what Mom hid hid my game did for me for five dollars. <laughs> Gave me like four thousand views. So yep. I, I, uh, I'm happy <laughs> happy for it for that. Like I was saying, if you want to see the if you want to see the elephant poop, uh, YouTube slash Fingmater, you can find it there. YouTube.com. And I also got I got a couple new uh, pinball games because like Jess has been playing a lot of uh, Bob's Burgers pinball on the uh, the the Super FX or what is it the whatever it is the one that has um pinball FX pinball FX yeah, yeah. the one that the one yeah. that has like the Universal Studios one and I didn't get that one but the one that had yeah. like the Doom and the Fallout and Skyrim I already had those but. But I got the I got the Alien one, the one that comes with Aliens, uh, Alien vs Predator, and uh, I forget what the third one is on there. Oh yeah, Alien Isolation. There's one like based on the game also. And I got the um, I got the Portal one and the uh, Walking Dead one, but I haven't played either of those. I've only played I the, love the uh, Portal one. Portal one's a lot of fun. Yeah. Only, <laughs> How do y'all play them? Do you play them in vertical mode? No. Vertical only. No, we play them on the TV because you can play two player uh, hot seat plays. What it called? Uh, what it's called? Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, we two we play two player on the TV. But uh, we played Aliens, and I played a- I played the AVP game. I thought that one was pretty cool. But I haven't tried any of the other ones yet. But yeah, I, I, I decided to pick up a couple more uh, tables and get some other shit because I just I I got a couple checks. So that's there was money. a free pinball game that came out again uh, this week, right? It was a Gottlieb pinball. Oh, I thought that was uh yeah, there was a pinball game that was on there. I thought that was the same as the other one, as the Stern one, but I guess not. It's a different one. I think so. Yeah, I, I didn't download it just because I'm like. I've already got the pinball FX. That's good enough for me. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think it's the third one now. I think so. those have real pinball machines in it. One of them, I don't think, it, I don't know if it's out for uh, Switch, but for PlayStation Three, there's one where you can get like Medieval Madness, which is like my favorite pinball game. So if that's on there, I'll, I'll get it, even though it's not quite the same as actually playing the game. But it is like probably one of the best pinball mach- pinball games ever made. So I'd say it's worth it for that if it's on there. But I haven't looked into it. I thought it was just like more. I thought it was just like the the stern one but yeah i did see that on there but uh that immortal redneck game that i got that one's pretty cool it's like 20 bucks it's a it's basically a roguelike first person shooter where like you basically go into this pyramid and all the levels all the rooms are completely randomly generated every time you go in 
and you try to get to the end of the pyramid and fight and kill the boss on one life. Like if you die, like you get knocked out of the pyramid. You don't lose everything, but you don't. But you're out of the level, and the level regenerates differently every time you go back into the pyramid. So the levels are constantly changing, like the arrangement of the rooms and all that. Even though later you do get items that you can use where you can keep it the same if you want to go back through it again, but you don't get gold or whatever. But you get gold from there, and you can use gold to like upgrade your uh, health and like your bullet damage and all this stuff. And you also unlock different classes as you go, which have different level sets and stuff. So you can so like as you go, you're like eventually like making yourself stronger and all that. And it's kind of a fun like mindless arcadey first person shooter game, and I've been having a lot of fun with that too. It's probably like the most arcadey you can get in the in the first person shooter land. It's kinda it kinda looks like Serious Sam, but it's not like Serious Sam. I know I confu- I know I compared it to that before on GameCube, but it's different. Serious Sam is just like a we fight like wave after wave of guy and they like throw you more and more people. This one is like where you go, they'll send you a certain, you'll get a certain amount of people per level for like room that you go to and you have to kill them all to go to the next room. And you're trying to find like where the stairs are, the next floor, the next floor, and then you'll find a boss at the very end. I haven't gotten to any of the bosses yet, so I'm that good at it, but it's still fun to play. It's a great like pick up and play like a portable game. So, so I've been digging that and garage. So that's what I've been playing. I think, I think I got all of them. Well, except for, I mean, me and Jeremy played uh, played Splatoon, of course, over on Friday. The, As we do. Yeah. And Jeremy got to play with Jackie Chan, so he's pretty happy about that. I did. <laughs> I played with Jackie Chan. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, whenever whenever we, like, stream on my computer, there's like, a, there's, like, a mute button, you know, where you can, it'll play back the audio so you can hear it to make sure everything sounds fine. But since I have, like, Jeremy's audio, like, looping out and back into the computer... Like, if you switch that switch, if you, like, unmute it, it'll basically start a loop, and, like, everything will get louder and louder and louder, like, every second. So I turned it on, like, when Jeremy said, Jackie Chan, hell yeah, and it just said, it just was like, Jackie Chan, hell yeah, Jackie Chan, hell yeah. So it made, like, a loop of uh, Jackie Chan, hell, hell yeah, and that's where uh, that's where that middle name came from. In case you yeah, listeners are uh, curious. There was actually a character, somebody's username was Jackie Chan, but it was J-A-C-K-Y yeah. Chan. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's how he spells his name. But yeah, <laughs> that's that's where that come from. We played that, and, and and you can find that on YouTube, of course. And we also played uh, Castlevania: Aria of Sorrow last night. That's fifteen year anniversary on that one. So, yep, probably the best. Well, I mean, probably my favorite of the uh, Castlevania games. I think of like the of like the uh, Game Boy Advance DS ones. I think that's my favorite. I one. think so too. Yeah. Man. I mean, it's really hard to compare. Like, yeah, it's definitely. I think it's. I mean, I would gar- argue that it's hands down the best one. I mean, I'd say it's probably better than Symphony of the Night. I liked it better than Symphony of the Night, but I never played Symphony of the Night when it came out, so I have no like yeah. nostalgia to it for it or whatever. You know, I so. think it's the best of the two D. Yeah, Castlevanias. I felt like it played Which is really the one well. on DS Dawn of um, Sorrow with the with the badass chick. What's that one called? Uh, Portrait of Ruin. Is that the one? I, I, or, Order of yes. Ecclesia. There's three of yeah, them. Yeah, that, I think that's the one, Order of Ecclesia. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think that's the only one I didn't get was Order of that Ecclesia. One, that one's gotten a lot of accolades, and I do have that game. I own it. Um, it hurt Never really got hard. through it, but it's a little more complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's because I got Portrait of, because I beat all of them. Oh, no, I didn't. I got Portrait of Ruin. I didn't beat Portrait, Portrait of Ruin all the way, and then I didn't get Order of Ecclesia, so I never bought that one, but I beat. All the ones before that. Well, not circles. Yes, of there's uh, there's Dawn of Sorrow. Yeah. So I guess I only uh, I only beat, ruin then yeah. order of Ecclesia. 
I only beat three. I did Harmony of Dissonance, Aria of Sorrow, and Dawn of Sorrow were the only ones I beat. Yeah, I never beat Circle of the Moon. Yeah, Circle of the Moon was just too uh, too dark and too random and all that stuff. But yeah, that's what that was. But yeah, we've been we were playing that stuff. Yeah. So uh, what did you what did you get, Jeremy, for the week? Once again, I didn't buy anything. I'm I'm on a, like three weeks in a row of not really buying anything. But uh, that's okay. Times have been oh, tight. That's awful. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> three weeks. Time, times have been tight, but I did. You know what? I did download a free game on the Switch. Oh yeah, you did. You could totally get it for free, and you made a video so, yeah, about it on YouTube. Called, hold on a second. I already forgot what it's called. It's called Kitten Squad. I know what it is, and I don't even have it. Actually, I do have it, but I haven't played it. Oh yeah, I yeah. forgot to download. So anyway, that one. <laughs> so anyway, the game's called Kitten Squad. It's a uh, made by P- Peta. Yeah, I didn't know they were making that- games, but they are, I guess. I genuinely thought like maybe this would get taken down, so I. Downloaded it, played a little bit, did a little YouTube video. It's on uh, YouTube.com slash Fingmater. You can find it there. Uh, I gave it a nice clickbait title because that's this game is clickbait, mm-hmm. like to a T. Um, Pete is attached a message to it, you know, which is blah blah blah. Let's donate, not, you know, <laughs> kill animals and make them suffer, and yeah, yeah, yada. Mm. No, really, it's a good message, but the way they, I don't, know, the way they do it is not great. This game. Very obviously wants to be a kid's game. It's called Kitten Squad. You're a cute kitten. But uh, it's like Happy Tree Friends in the sense that like shit gets real. And uh, you're kind of like, you're just a kitten doing some shooting. And then all the cutscenes are like realistic life. About, yeah. Like uh, the whales trapped in SeaWorld and shit. So I think it's called Sea Land. Wow. So like the, the first mission I did... And I, I chose the miss- mission specifically because I had seen someone complain about it on Reddit, on uh, the Nintendo Switch subreddit, that they saw their kid playing this game, and it was uh, you're trying to rescue an orca, and uh, the orca gets captured. It's really sad and heart wrenching the way it's described, and you know the imagery they use. Once she's trapped at Sea Land, her best friend commits suicide by slamming his head repeatedly into the glass. Mm. And uh, and then she is involuntarily uh, fertilized several times. So, you know, they treat that like they depict it like it's rape, which I guess in that context it is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's a lot of really heavy topics to have in a game called Kitten Squad where you're a kitten like running around shooting <laughs> robots. Yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty intense. Yeah. And it's free. So kids could just download it, you know, like they don't need their parents permission it's just free so well, i think everyone well, you know, I think all those topics you know obviously you can talk about those things in game but the thing is to present it in such a way without giving any warning to the parents i think is a little bit is is, is pretty yeah that's bad news and I, I remember reading the the description on the game and it didn't say anything about like whale rape and suicide uh, yeah what's it rated do you know uh i don't even know if it's rated i mean it's probably rated Teen, teen. I yeah. would say if I was just guessing because it's got violence in it but uh the violence is funny because they go out of their way to make it to where um only you're only attacking robots but you're also like sabotaging plans for humans so I haven't played too far into it but if you watch the video I'm like I wonder if the final boss is you just kill a guy it's like humans are the enemy so like at the end you just like kill some random human like i hope there's a whole level the true where you, enemy I hope, there's, I hope there's a whole level where you just like get to kill all the people that work at sea land and, just, and, let, and let all the let all the whales out you know or something yeah i haven't gotten to play that yet but yeah it's like a weird like it's like a two-stick shooter but it's 
PETA. It's kind of like Binding of Isaac, if I was going to compare it, you know, mm-hmm. like, to a way the game works. And there's a bunch of random power-ups. It doesn't really seem like the game, like, had too much thought put into it, other than, you know, let's get the um, the propaganda across, of course. But yeah, it's like, um, you shoot a bunch, and then, like, all of a sudden the level's over, then you shoot a bunch more, and uh, you keep picking up random drops that change your weapon. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're actually strategically upgrading your weapon or anything. You just have to avoid picking the wrong power up mm-hmm. if you don't want to like switch to that gun. So it's really like cheap in that regard, and um, it's a shitty game. Yeah, why did you play I'm it? I'm just going to be like... frank. But I can't complain too much about it because it's free. Yeah. And also, once again in that video, I say, yeah, sure, if I'm just approaching this as me, me personally as the player... I can't be upset about the message either because it's a free game, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's their vehicle for the message. It's dumb. I don't like how deceptive and underhanded they are with marketing it to kids. But as far as I'm concerned, it's just a free game that's bad. Yeah. Does it ever like cut to a page that's like, hey, do you want to donate to PETA right now? Uh, push A here and it'll automatically take $5 out of your, uh, out of your eShop oh, but account. I know. Maybe I didn't play <laughs> long Because that enough. would be funny. I was gonna say that would be like the the really bad thing where like it's free, but then all of a sudden you're you hit a paywall where it's like you gotta donate or you can't play anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought for sure there was gonna be in-app purchases, but I didn't see anything of the like. Mm. Does it say outright that it's made by Peta, or is that hidden yeah. somewhere? Yeah. No, it says it, it at does. the beginning. It's pretty. It's pretty open. Like it's not. I think it might be in the thumbnail, but you don't see it until like the splash screen. Mm. You just see Peta down in the bottom right. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah, it shows it when it's loading. And I, I haven't played the game. I just watched Jeremy's video. But uh, from what I saw of you playing it, it seemed kind of annoying. Where you like you kill everybody in one room, and then you leave, and then you come back, and everybody's back. And you're gonna kill them all again. Oh right! If you accidentally well, yeah. like go yeah. through the wrong door, you have to fight the previous room again. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go back to the room you were just in, and then fight that room again. Yeah. The lesson is that if you kill an animal, you just walk out the room and come back, and everything's okay. Yep. That's... Well, I did. I did rescue the orca. So. I mean, I at least got something accomplished in the game. Mm-hmm. But all I did was just shoot a bunch of glass with my gun until it could escape. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a good one. Get there it. was no boss or anything. <laughs> I was hoping there'd be a boss, like I'd be like killing the owner of Sealand or something. But mm-hmm. nope, you just shoot some glass. Yeah. It's an exciting game. It's totally free. Check it out. There's a There was a demo that released for um, that fighting game, too, that's on there that I played a little bit. The Blaze Blue game. There's a demo oh, out there right. for that. But you have to play it online. That's how you play it. You have to go online and fight people. So it's really weird. Like, that's like, instead of giving you, like, a little bit of a single player, like, couple levels or whatever, you got to go online and find somebody else. So I can't, took me forever to figure that out, and you can, and I can't figure out how to switch your guy. But that's on there, too, for free, if you're looking for something other than cats shooting each other. Or that pinball game that John talked about. But uh, let's jump to the news real quick, and then we'll do our E3 predictions. Ooh, can I that. talk real quick about my celebrity setting? Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk about your middle name that you said earlier and yeah. your o- opening thing. Yeah. So I was at the grocery store at the 99 cent store here in uh, Los Angeles. And, you know, every once in a while you just run into being in L.A., you do run into people that are kind of familiar here and there. Not so much like A-listers, but there's a lot of like, oh, I've seen that guy somewhere on TV or this guy mm-hmm. somewhere in a commercial whatever. And... um well, this time I was at the 99 cent store and I saw somebody from the, the realm of video games, more specifically the, uh, the other world, 
Mm-hmm. I saw um, from the Mortal Kombat movie, the original Mortal Kombat movie, Liu Kang, uh, the actor Robin Show. He, he was there at the 99 cent store. And it was a little surreal. I was just um, I was doing my, my shopping and I heard him uh, spelling his name out to somebody else for some reason. He was saying what his name is and spelling it out. And uh, I... <laughs> So I, I, I heard the name before I saw the face, and I thought, that, that name is familiar. And I know that name because uh, my old roommate, Otis, is a big martial arts movie fan mm-hmm. and uh, was a fan of his specifically. Yeah. And uh, so then I looked up, and I saw him, and it's like, Robin Show from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> There's Liu Kang right there at my grocery yeah. store. Well, don't All right, for- awesome. Well, don't forget that he was also in an amazing movie called Beverly Hills Ninja. Don't forget that he was in that oh, yes. piece of yes, treasure. Yes, yes, I did. I remember that too. Yeah. One, one yeah. of the last uh, amazing movies of Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> that was his brother, right? Yeah, he played his brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's that one. He, he's in there. You should have asked him to be on the show. He could come talk about Mortal Kombat. I should have. Yeah, but I'm talking about working with Chris Farley. Yeah. <laughs> all about all that working with Shang Tsung and and, and Sony Blade. Mm. But yeah, no. I, I've got a thing now, like, I've done that a couple times where I've, like, said something to people, like, oh, yeah, I like you and this and that, and it just always gets awkward every time. Mm-hmm. So, I've never had it go, like, great. I've had it go okay mm-hmm. sometimes, but... That's why you I gotta say the weird ones. to not do that anymore. It's the context, it's, too. It's a grocery store. You're not, like, at a convention yeah. or something. He was at a grocery store. He was there with his little daughter, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to interrupt him with the same thing he probably gets anytime he sees, you know... Yeah, a random guy of a certain age. Mm. You know, oh, I love like, Mortal Kombat. Oh, like, what was the craft services like of Beverly Hills Ninjas? Yeah, you just gotta yeah. you gotta yeah. mention something more obscure. <laughs> the common questions, you know, just come up to him and say Finally. like, just say, hey man, I loved you in Beverly Hills Ninja, and that's all, and that's yeah. all you need to say. Don't say anything else. He'll laugh because uh, he knows that nobody likes that movie, so he'll find it funny. <laughs> I mean, that's when I when I met Jeff Goldblum. I was like, I told him that I loved him and Earth Girls Are Easy. I mean, nobody ever tells him that, so he oh, thought, yeah? so he thought that was funny. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> what did he say to that? Oh, he just kind of laughed like that, like Jeremy did. Actually, no, I I, <laughs> I I did like I asked him who he was, which I thought that was fun. he thought that was funny too. I was oh. like I was like I was like, what's your name? Uh, where uh, what are you doing here? Uh, I don't think you're be- I don't think you belong on the set. Uh, could you can I direct you to a different area, sir? He's like, oh, 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 Trey, that's funny. But yeah, that's what you gotta do. Say the weird shit. They love it. But yeah, Mortal Kombat, dude, we we salute you. I think he was in Annihilation also, so don't forget that he was in the second one as well. I think he was the he was only in the second one. Yeah, he wasn't he like the only returning actor of of all the characters. Everybody else is recast. I think. In the I, I watched the first fifteen minutes of that movie. I couldn't get through it. It was like so incoherent. Oh man, I, I saw it's that. I saw that movie in the theater, dude. It was awful. <laughs> but I sat in the fucking theater and watched all of it. It's a terrible movie, but wow. I watched it. Yeah, it's dumb. It's bad. It's a bad movie. Don't watch it. I think it was him and um, the girl who played Katana. Katana was back. It wasn't wasn't Johnny Cage back too? At least for the beginning. No, he he was killed, but I don't think it's the same. I I don't think it's the same actor because he was killed in two. Because hmm. I know like like because okay. like Raiden was recast. Like um, I think she, I think uh, I know like Sonya was recast. Like everybody, like almost everybody who was in the first one was not there except for Liu Kang, <laughs> you know. And I guess, uh, I guess uh, the uh, Katana also. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was a terrible movie. Anyway, let's move on to stuff less depressing than uh, Mortal Kombat Two.
Let's talk about the news real quick and then do our E3 predictions. And we don't have to necessarily talk about the fake news, the E3 leaks, until <laughs> until they're actually real. But I just want to talk about some cool things that are coming up in the future. Uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate got announced for America, so we have a Monster Hunter game coming to Switch. That's the Double Cross one that was released mm-hmm. in Japan. You can you can get the demo for it, the Japanese one on there. I played it on there, blah, blah, blah. It's like the sequel to the 3DS game that we never got, so it, has, it hasn't been released here, so that's kind of cool. If you want to get another Monster Hunter to have sit around your apartment, like my other two Monster Hunter games, or four Monster Hunter games I have, if you want to have another Monster Hunter game sitting around your apartment, you can totally get it. Um, any, the NES Classic is returning to stores on the 29th oh, June of June. 29th. Yeah, we got that coming around, so anybody who bought one for like $300, uh, I'm sorry, you can probably get one for real now. Anybody so, who didn't get one, all right. Here you go. That's me. Bringing it back. It'll probably have a number yep. two on it somewhere. It'll it'll have something on it to distinguish. No, it it'll be it'll be blue. It'll say like it has uh, to be the same. It, it'll be like the the greatest hits runs that are cheaper. You know, it'll like not turn much. yellow over time like the first run. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's coming out. Um, the Bloodstained is getting a spinoff game, which apparently is awesome from what I've heard. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon is coming out next week, actually, next Thursday. So I'm super excited about that game. But there's already another game coming out from it. Yeah, well, Bloodstained isn't out yet, but Inti Creates, the guys who did Mega Man 9, and um, they did they also did the uh, Blaster Master games. They've done a lot of really, really good, like, old-school, you know, like, retro-styled games. They're making, on it, they're making a game called Curse of the Moon. Which is uh, which? Uh, which sounds like a lot like Circle of the Moon, and it has like the same font as Castlevania and all that. But it looks like it looks amazing. Like it looks like Shovel Knight, amazing. Like if you watch the video of it, like the sprite work looks awesome. It basically looks like a Castlevania game made like now, but still like eight bit. Which I don't even want to say eight bit because I think the graphics look way better than that. Like I think it's somewhere between like eight bit and Super Nintendo. But that game's twelve bit looks fucking amazing. Like Jeremy Parrish just wrote an article about it. Like a I guess it was shown at Bid Summit in Japan. He was there, took a look at it, but it looks awesome. Like I'm super, super excited about the game. Comes out next week. That's a definite purchase for me. And it came out of fucking nowhere. You know where Bloodstain had like no release whatsoever. They're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Here's this other game. Uh, boom. It looks super cool. But yeah, anybody who likes Castlevania, like we were talking earlier, Aria of Sorrow is totally worth getting. I mean, don't sleep on that one. That one looks super awesome. Aside from that, that one that you guys probably aren't ex- excited about, uh, Taiko Drumbeat comes out. In Japan on the 19th of July. The only reason I made a note of it is just because I really want to get it. And you can download it. And it's uh, it's a rhythm game, so I could play it easily without knowing the language. Plus, there's like... You have a drum controller and everything? There, there actually is a drum controller coming out. I don't know if you saw that, but nice. it's like uh, there is a drum thing. I don't know how... I don't know if you like stick your uh, Joy-Con in there in the back or whatever, and it vibrates it, and that's how it knows. But yeah, it's like a little mini drum that you can play that you it can buy for it. should just be a Labo. A Labo. Yeah, what build it out of cardboard? Yeah. It's a little plastic thing, and it's got the you know, it looks cool. I'm not going to buy the drum. Obviously, I'm not going to have that shit from Japan, but I'm definitely going to buy it digitally on the Japanese shop for sure. That comes out uh, in in July. I think it comes out the week after uh, Octopath Traveler. So you got that going on. Uh, there's a Floor Kids record. You can buy the soundtrack for that at TurntableLab.com. I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught that or not, but I thought that was kind of cool. I know you really dug the soundtrack for that, Jeremy. So made me think of you <laughs> when i saw it online also there's a date and time now for nintendo e3 direct it's uh, Ju- uh june 12th at uh at 11 o'clock central 11 a.m it's the official uh, e3 spotlight video direct whatever they're gonna call it 
So there's some uh, there's some stuff actual out in there, and they are having like treehouse stuff before that and after, of course. So we got that to look forward to, and it's like less than a month away. So I thought we would do uh, E3 predictions. Is there if, <laughs> if, if there isn't any news that I missed, we can jump right into that right now. Well, what about yeah, uh, what about Minecraft? We've been talking about Minecraft. Oh yeah, Minecraft is getting the official new version, whatever the, the uh, Bedrock Edition. Yeah, what do they call it? Is it really the Bedrock Edition? It's called the Bedrock Edition, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's the unifying yeah. version where you'll be able to play with basically anybody but PS4. Yeah. Are you excited about that? I mean, you're a Minecraft guy. I think it's cool. I mean, it's going to bring it up to speed with the PC version, which is kind of cool when you think about how the console and the PC have always been different. Is Since it the console a... game first came out on the 360, mm-hmm. back in like 2000. 12 or whatever that was is it gonna so it's, cra- it's crazy to think that now like uh the console version is finally going to be up to date with the pc and it's going to be on an on a nintendo console is it gonna so is it going to be bigger then like i know you were talking before yeah. how like mm-hmm. there's more area on the pc version so you're saying it's going to be equivalent to that right essentially they've rewritten the entire code to make it to where you know each element takes up less space and yeah as a result, like you get a lot more in a smaller file size. I I don't know if that's the best way to describe it, but mm-hmm. it's just it's it's optimized to like run really really well and to be cross platform capable. Okay, and what so you can play with a PC user if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And what day is that then? The release for that? Uh, June twenty first is when the Bedrock Edition is released, and if you already own. Minecraft on the Switch, which I do. I don't know if you do. I don't think you do yet. Trey. No, I don't have it. Yeah, is there going to be an update free. for the? Update. Is there going to be an update for the Wii U version? I have that one. <laughs> I don't think so, but I do think that uh, there will also be a physical version coming out around the same time mm-hmm. for anyone that wants to have a, a Switch Minecraft physical, physical cartridge, which yeah. I do have the disc for the Wii U. You do as well, right? I have the disc for the Wii U. Yeah, you bought it at Target. I did. I bought it as part of those like buy two get one free things. The uh, you should do a stream of that whenever it comes out, just to uh, f- you know, feel around and see how much different it is because you're kind of more familiar with uh, Minecraft. I could do that. Yeah, that's a month and four days from now. So yeah, it's a it's a while. <laughs> it's a while from now. But uh, it will be a free update for me, so that's nice. I don't yeah. have to pay anything for it. Give you a reason to play it again tomorrow. Uh, that Banner Saga, the first one, comes out tomorrow. I don't really care about that, but the first of the three Banner Sagas is coming out. Super Burger Time comes out i'm gonna probably gonna get that but the big one of the yeah but the big one of the week is uh the nightmares game which we talked about before from the nintendo direct remember that little nightmares complete edition nightmares yeah comes out cool comes out on friday i've heard not such great things about it though yeah some people aren't into it but i I think i'm gonna check it out anyway i mean that's kind of my that's my like my lock of the week there i guess battle battle brigade came out this week too but i don't know it doesn't it's it's a turn-based RPG, but it doesn't look great to me. I guess you really, I, I really think you should check out that weird uh, Streets of Rage type game, John. The one that's like thirteen bucks that came out last week. Yeah, the one that looks like um, looks like clay. Did it, they, it looks like claymation. Does it look like claymation or yeah? There's one that looks like uh, like almost like Mortal Kombat, like digitized actors. Yeah, that's basically what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it like fully rendered, like a like a Donkey Kong Country. I think it looks like claymation, though. Like, watch an actual yeah, okay. video of it moving. It looks kind of weird. It reminds me of... Yeah, uh, the, I've seen the... some uh, Facebook ads for yeah. that game. They keep trying to get me to buy it. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, I don't know. It looks kind of uh, like things don't all come together to me. Yeah, like, that's like kind of visual style is kind of hodgepodge. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. But people love it. Like people have been like saying that it's great, and it's only thirteen bucks. Really? Like it's it's cheap. I've thought about getting it, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. But yeah, no, people have been raving about it. So, but yeah, it's supposed to look kind of like uh, like Killer Instinct and like Donkey Kong Country. But watch a video of it. I think it kind of looks like Clay Fighter, like those type of games. <laughs> You know, just the way the animation is, and it just looks strange. Maybe because of, like, the way... I don't know, it's kind of like that uh, Mortal Kombat game that we played in a Midwest Gaming Classic. Mm. It's supposed to look like Mortal Kombat, but it's HD, so it looks like really bad, like... It looks like the really bad CD-ROM cutscene stuff from the 90s, you know, that you'd find on a, on a mm. PC. So it doesn't look great. It looks strange, really, <laughs> you know, but it's what they're going for, so whatever. But, yeah, that's that game that's on there I forgot about. But, yeah, that's the quick uh, stuff of the week coming up i don't think any like things really showed up on the releases that isn't already on there as far as i know yeah i think just like sushi striker and stuff like that but yeah we already know when that was but uh let's talk e3 real quick um sure so yeah so that we were saying they had they have a spotlight coming up on the 12th and of course they'll show whatever there's already some really dumb leaks coming around about different things which is annoying because, for one, if they're real, they're spoilers. And for another thing, there's a lot of really dumb ones that are just, like, pads of paper that just say, like, hey, these are what they're going to say and shit, you know? Like, a Lustrous Daybreak, that was one uh, somebody said that'd be the new uh, Fire Emblem game, which is, like, the dumbest name <laughs> ever. I mean, that can't be real. <laughs> the title sounds kind of real. Lustrous Daybreak. There was also that Walmart thing where it showed, like, some cover or uh, some like games for pre-order that are supposed to like come up after E3, and uh, one of them was Dragon Quest Two, which doesn't make any sense at all. So it's like, and there's like, uh, and there were hardly any, any Nintendo stuff in there, and like it showed like Final Fantasy VII remake coming out this year. Everybody knows that that's not physically possible. So <laughs> yeah, it's never coming out. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to come out in 2025, maybe probably for PlayStation Five, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we talk about that in our interview. But um, yeah. So what do you what do you guys think? Uh, Let's let's well, do let's do a couple of predictions real quick for the uh, sure for the spotlight. Well, who, who wants so to go first? The, sort of the big rumor that came out this week was Star Fox Grand Prix. Yeah, what do you guys think of the viability of that? Do you think that's real? A Star Fox racing game? Well, what what I think is, uh, I, I think that I don't know. It, it's hard for me to say anything because if you remember last year, the big rumor was the Mario Plus Rabbids game, which was real and ended up being good. So. Who the fuck knows? You know, maybe yeah. they're doing that. Um, it, it's it would be suck. It would suck if that's really it is really in there and it, it already got unveiled now. Like that's what sucks. I'd rather have Nintendo unveil it the way they wanted to. You know, instead of having some jackass like saying that they know about shit. You know, like a uh, you know like Emily Rogers. Like a uh, hey, where's all those GameCube games at, Emily Rogers? So that's all I want to know. Where are all those fucking GameCube Virtual Consoles? The Virtual Consoles are dead. That's where they are. So I'm saying, I'm calling you out at me on Twitter. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's real. If if it's real and then there's no F Zero crossover, then why are they even bothering? You know? Yeah, somebody on the NBC forum mentioned that. I forget who, but uh, they thought that maybe it was going to be an F Zero crossover, and I thought that was a great idea. I well, I, I would play that game for sure. Well, Star it Fox makes sense. It's not too much of a jump stylistically. Yeah. Well, Star Fox already did crossover with F Zero in a way because there's an alternate ending in Star Fox Command where where Fox and Falco become G zero racers, but it's basically yep. F zero. So, but, but it's what, but what's weird about having them cross over is that Fox, there is a character in F zero called James McLeod and he's, and he's a human. So will Fox have to meet his human parent? 
if they cross over? Is that I mean that's kind of a strange thing. I don't know. He looks It'll like a like, fox uh, hair like all, Odyssey yeah. where like the humans are different than Mario. Yeah, but they're not his parents. <laughs> I guess well, I don't know. This I mean, crossover were... would confirm that bestiality exists in the uh Nintendo <laughs> universe. Yeah, James Cloud got crazy with uh Crystal or something, or Crystal's mom. So now they're related. Oh God! Great, great uh, fan fiction there for Star for Star Fox. I don't know. It does. Peach is Bowser Junior's mom too. Yeah, Yeah. this is a recurring theme. Yeah, it doesn't even really. It doesn't need to be a crossover for me, but it'd be a shame if it wasn't. Just because F Zero like hasn't really had much happening for it lately, even though they did. Well, like I like it in concept that it's going to be. You know, I think some have compared it to Diddy Kong Racing, where it's adventure racing. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it would be pretty cool to take, uh, like they're doing with Mario Tennis Aces, for ex- example, and put a common element in a lot of yeah. those type of sports games lately. But uh, if it was like an RPG element racer, mm-hmm. how cool would that be? Yeah. Well, I know the F Zero, like the name got they they restarted the trademark, but that or they re trademarked it or whatever. But that could have something to do with their online service too. Like they might be planning on re releasing. F Zero, Super Nintendo, and all that, like as part of the pay to play thing or whatever. So, yeah, but, I want it to be real. That's yeah. for sure. I'd like it to be real. I mean, having a story, a story in any game would be great. Like, uh, that's what made F Zero GX so good on GameCube is because it had that story mode. So, I say go for it. Is that, uh, is that your prediction? Is anybody, I- I'll predict that there's an F Zero game, but not the Grand Prix game. How about that? I'm going to say, I know, Grand I know, Prix is not good. Not and the F Zero is coming out. That's that's me. Or there'll, there'll be an unveiling of that. That'll be that'll be my uh, prediction. I also think that Star Tropics is going to get a sequel on Switch. Star Tropics three. Uh, Mike will be somewhere. He'll have to fight Zoda like in the in the tropics or in Antarctica or something like that. That would be that would be my favorite thing to see at E three. Is a very lost that franchise would be a cool, that I love. Uh, a cool revival. Yeah. Yeah, and just yeah. make it like Breath of the Wild, where like you can go anywhere and hit everybody with your yo yo. Be amazing. <laughs> My my prediction um, I'm throwing down again. Another mom hit my game. I think it's been long enough that they could have released yeah. another batch of levels, mm. and that might be even the one that's like, hey, it's available next week. Yeah, so I think that'd be cool. And I think it was a pretty big hit too. A lot of people talked about it. Oh, well, for that so, one, new mom hit my game. Yeah, for that one, I would think it'd be like it's available now. You know. Yeah. So. Well, my prediction mm. is a uh, very similar to my prediction from last year about my 2018 prediction. I think we're going to see the successor to the DS. And that's a big one. This is a big... Uh, you're thinking, going of, out you're thinking of 40s? you think we're going to see the 40s? I think we're going to see a new piece of hardware at E3. Hmm. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong exactly about what it is, but I do think there's going to be a new piece of hardware that's going to be like a, a gaming thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to replace the 3DS because... They have slowed their role a lot. You know, they keep saying like we're pushing. Well, it they're to still making games for it though, and whatever. But they still got um, they still got Luigi coming out next year. I mean, Nintendo like they flat out said it at their investors meeting, saying that uh, they're going to keep the 3DS around because you know more kids play it and it has like a huge install base, and you know they're not ready to get rid of it yet. But that's but it also sounds very much very similar to the uh, to the whole like third pillar thing. So. You never really know with Nintendo. They might be like, ah, no, we're done. But I mean, be- here we are coming up on. I mean, it'll be two years since the the blowout of the Switch. Well, no, they didn't have. They hadn't even announced the Switch mm-hmm. two years ago. Wasn't a. So, I don't know. It's about time for some new hardware. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, but didn't they? I'm pretty sure that they announced the 2DS XL last year at E3. Yeah. 
So you're saying that they need a new one? They need a, a 2DS XXL? No, I'm not saying they something? need it. I just, <laughs> you just I don't, think they'll do and it. I don't even know if they're going to give a time or a place, but maybe they're going to imply that they're working on new hardware. Yeah. I, I just think this is the year where we hear about yeah. successor to the 3DS. Well, that's a prediction I haven't heard yet. So maybe we'll, we'll keep tabs on these, of course, like in a month when we hear about it. I'm, I'm gonna, if we're gonna talk about stuff that we said at the beginning of the year, I'm still holding out for that Mario Kart 9 game that I said would happen, uh, at the beginning of the year. I'm still holding off for, uh, for a sequel to 8 because I'm not buying 8 again on the Switch. Sorry, Nintendo. But uh, even though I thought about it for my birthday party. But, uh, yeah, I'm waiting, waiting for that Mario Kart 9. And how about some, uh, how about some more Odyssey DLC? I mean, that's kind of an easy one, but yeah, that would they be could good, easily do that. Everybody was, I think, collectively disappointed in Luigi's Balloon World, and I don't know if anybody is still searching for balloons out there. Mm-hmm. But how about some real DLC for Mario yeah. Odyssey? Yeah, and they could do some. Uh, they could do some more. Uh, I, I know they said they were done with Breath of the Wild, but it'd be nice to see more Breath of the Wild DLC stuff. But how about? Well, you already said Star Tropics. I was going to say Wild Out of the Blue. Yeah, something they uh, haven't done anything with for a while. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Star Tropics, like that's something they haven't done since the NES, and they would love to see something come back like that, or like Kid Icarus, I guess, like another one of those. But they, the 3DS yeah. one was so weird that I don't know. What about the return of Final Fantasy Mainline? Like, what if they bring Final Fantasy 15? Yeah, I feel like they Switch. already, I feel like they already tried that and it didn't work though. Well, I guess they couldn't do the full-on PlayStation 4 version. But if they could find a way, something that's in between that and the mobile game, I guess, maybe. It would be nice to see some sort of Final Fantasy thing there. Like, maybe, like, Final Fantasy X or Final Fantasy twelve, like, the yeah, what HD remakes. I think it's a good time for twelve to come back. Oh, it already did, though. It, it already is an HD remake on PlayStation 4. So they could right. just port that. Same with, like, the HD remake of, like, 9. Or, like, the HD remake of 10. You know, like, they could do any of those and bring those over. So, or they, or you could localize the fucking Secret of Mana games that we didn't get that were here. You know, that'd be great, also, but probably not something we're going to see. But I mean, I would like to see, yeah, I would like to see some more SquareSoft stuff. You know, like to see more RPG announcements. I'm always into that stuff. Um, I mean, there's stuff that we still haven't really heard anything about. They could talk more about, like, uh, speaking of RPGs, like the world ends with you. They could talk more about that. Like that, there was that was like barely touched on. Mm. I feel like they're probably gonna they're probably gonna push a lot of of the tennis game because the tennis game's coming out like. I think right after E3, so looks really polished too. So they're probably yeah. going to show some play of that. I mean, they should. I know they're doing like uh, they're doing a big Smash Brothers thing, right? Like they're going to have people actually playing yeah. the new Smash Brothers. So that's going to be a thing. We're going to see whatever that is. You know, maybe there's I think we'll like get a, a Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, you're Switch. still holding out for that one. I think if that's going to happen, that's going to happen this E3, or it's, it's never going to happen. And that game, wait, it makes way too much money for it to not come to Switch. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that they didn't do it. I mean, it's really weird for them to start with L.A. Noir, which is such like a game that's not really, I don't know. Like, Pete, I don't think people agree on, on that one, like whether they like it or not. I personally yeah. didn't think it was that great, but it's not really a system seller. It's like releasing like the fucking uh, ping pong game that they did, you know, for Switch. It's like, yeah, it's just a weird, it's just a weird Rockstar game to put on there. You know, like, why don't you just go for the big one? I mean... Grand Theft Auto will sell easily. You don't need to put a weird-ass game like L.A. Noir in there to see, like, the interest, because, like, who cares about that game? I don't know. Well, I kind of think they re-released that one just because it, they, they, it well, they, they put it in VR, which I think in, in VR it's an interesting concept, and, and maybe just kind of as, a, like, a side thing. They were like, oh, we're updating it for VR. Let's use those assets and yeah. well, uh, put it out for the other systems. Well, they also did... So, uh, 
They also did do like a, a HD re-release, whatever. They did do like the ultimate version, and they did re-release it for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and all that. So I guess they just lumped yep. it in with that because it was getting a re-release. But, but at the same time, Grand Theft Auto V also got re-released for PlayStation 4 as an ultimate edition. So, I mean, but that was before. The- GTA Five on Switch, I mean, like, that's just a no-brainer. That game has made so much money mm-hmm. and still, I think, is in the top ten after like what, four years. Mm-hmm. Four years or five years on the market, almost four and a half years. Like, just bring it over to Switch, and all these people who have already bought it on PS4 and Xbox, and they love it on there, take it on the go. Mm-hmm. People like me who have never owned it, you know, I can yeah. finally buy that game. Yeah, you can. I, I would love to see that. Yeah. And uh, I'd really like to see, I don't know, I'd like to see some more third party stuff. I'd be really surprised if Fortnite doesn't show up at E3. I mean, Fortnite's on everything. I mean, I played the game a little bit, I don't understand it, I guess, but. I'd be really surprised if that's not on Switch. I mean, it's on phones, for crying out loud. So I figure we'll see that in some way. Maybe we'll see something of Dragon Quest Eleven. Maybe they'll unveil. What I'm hoping is, like, maybe some of those things that, like, the Sega Ages thing, maybe, like, that'll end up being part of their online service, and maybe they'll unveil that. Yeah. And that's and, why they did. You know, since we're not know? getting the, the VC, maybe what we'll get this E3 is more announcements from third parties, like, more of a picture of what their plan will be to release their old games independently. Yeah, like how um, you know Sega's got Sega Ages. Maybe Capcom will do something. Well, uh, well, EA Cap- will do something. But I mean, Capcom we'll already them. is doing. Capcom stuff. is doing the uh, Mega Man thing. I mean, Cap- Capcom's well, already right. already yeah, doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Capcom's already doing Mega Man Legacy One and Two and the X Collection and Street Fighter. So we already have. They already have a presence on the system. They know? already have. Their, yeah. So that's already there. They're I wouldn't be surprised doing, to see yeah. more companies do like what Sega did. And have a banner for their classic games. Yeah. And have that banner be the same even across all all platforms. Yeah. It would be nice to see Konami do that, but they don't really do that. <laughs> They're not really into yeah. releasing Whatever's going games. on with Konami, who knows? Yeah. They just make all their money off of, off of the pachinko machines, right? Pretty much nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Or Metal Gear Survive, whatever that was. I don't know. Maybe we'll get that game on Switch. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, ex- I'm hoping to get, like, you know, I want to get surprised with some stuff, like, I'm not really sold on the Smash Brothers game. I mean, I know I'll get it when it comes out, but it, it isn't it isn't different enough for me yet because I've only seen a little yeah. bit of it. So I'd like to see more of that, of course. Um, I would love to see a new Chibi Robo in the classic form, finally of the GameCube, a GameCube yeah. sequel. Yeah. None of this like side scrolling kind of stuff. Yeah, Chibi Robo. Chibi Robo game. So, I want it to come back. It's such a weird game that it's hard to. I don't know. I, I don't know if they even want to do anything more with that because I feel like everything after the GameCube one and maybe even the GameCube one all, as well didn't really sell that much. So it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, but that would be kind of one that's like completely out of nowhere where it's like, what? Okay. I would love that. It would, I mean, what about like a Katamari game finally coming to N- Nintendo. Cause they, they used to, <laughs> there's a rumor it was going to come to DS. I remember back in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do they even make Katamari games anymore? I thought they just uh, made they, it for there iOS. There was a mobile one that came out. Not that long ago, but I didn't really play it. Yeah, the mobile I, ones weren't so hot. I had a mobile one for know. my flip phone. I had a mobile one that I played on my indestructible flip phone. And it was not great, but it was like $2, so it was worth it. Back in the day when you had nothing to play on your phone, I played that in Mega Man 2. So, you know, you found found ways to do things. But, uh, yeah, we have a, like, Meg, what is it, Mega Man 10 is coming up? Or no. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they could try that one. I mean, maybe they'll be able to play that. I mean, it's it's a future release. There'll be some of that. I have a feeling that they're going to do the same thing as they did last year. They're going to do uh, the, they're going to do the spotlight. And then right directly after, they're going to tr- do a treehouse 
for another game that isn't in the spotlight. Just like what they did for Samus Returns last year. That was really cool, where they're like, here's Metroid Prime 4, and here's Samus Returns. Do you, I, do you think we'll see like gameplay of Metroid Prime 4, speaking of? Do you think you will, or do you think you won't? I don't think gameplay. Oh, okay. But just just another trailer? Yeah, I think maybe some actual gameplay footage. Yeah, but not, or not you gameplay can't actually footage, play but actual like, footage of concept art or whatever, mm-hmm. concept video. What about uh, what about Pokemon? Do you think Pokemon will be there? Oh. <laughs> the guy will show up again and just be like, hey, just an update. <laughs> we're a little further along, but I swear, nothing to talk about. I swear we're working on it. <laughs> Shut up. It's coming. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there seems to be like more rumors about Pokemon dropping this year. I really don't think it's going to happen, but I don't either. If it does, who knows? Like I said, that's an, another Emily Rogers thing where I'm like, and there's yeah, like, the where are the GameCube games? Go, that's You're armor right now. So I'm just kind of like, just I'm saying no to every rumor that I see because I'm just tired of seeing them. But uh, yeah, I mean, what would what would be the ultimate game that you would like to see aside from like Grand Theft Auto or whatever? If you had all if of a Nintendo franchise other than like Chibi Robo, like what would you want? Oh, an actual Nintendo Chibi franchise. Chibi Robo is what you want. Yeah, Chibi Robo. I would like to real see, Chibi Robo. I would like to see like a 2D Mario or like a or like a top down Zelda. I would like to see some yeah. of that. Like I don't want them to completely abandon that now that they've you know done a 3D one. It would nice be nice to see. They don't have to necessarily do it in the. Uh, New Super Mario Brothers art style, but it would be still be yeah. cool to see like a 2D Mario. I actually kind of wish they would do another art style, something kind of more like Super Mario World, but HD. You know, like it's like a sprite yeah. based design is what I, I would think, want if they would do it. And of course, I think an the new, game. new Super Mario Brothers. That title should be retired. Yeah, I hated it when it first came out, <laughs> but it's always new. It just dates itself immediately. Yeah, it came out 13 years ago, and it's still yeah. new. Yeah. Like, don't do that anymore. Yeah. And I mean that just in general for all media properties. Don't call something new whatever because then it's new <laughs> for for whatever, however, however, however long. It's stupid. Think of like the new, uh, the new 3DS. Frenzy newest album ever, which came out in like 1997. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's basically so you go into the store and you're like, hey, do you have the new 3DS? Oh, oh yeah, here it is. Okay, thanks. Even though it's probably the old one now because there's the right. 2DS XL or whatever. Yeah, but I would I would like to see a 2D Mario. I would love to see like a uh, Wario World, like some uh, 2D Wario World stuff on there would be cool. Yeah. I mean, any sort of 2D sprite based game, I'm totally into. I love those games. Yeah. I would I'd like say see... maybe yeah, maybe like finally some like Netflix or something on the Switch. Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about a How about a real Paper Mario? I would like. Yeah, to see I was going to say that. Yeah, real, like real, real Paper Mario. Paper Mario. Yeah. But uh, we'll I want have... to see Mario Maker. I didn't get a get a shot at Mario Maker. And yeah. Switch is perfect for it. So I figured if they were going to gonna, see that, I figured if they were going to do that, they would have done it by now. So that maybe they'll do a new one, like a new Mario Maker or something, like uh-huh. a Mario Maker Two, or the rumored Zelda Maker. I'd like to see a Zelda Maker. Yeah, or a Punch Out Maker. You can just make a yeah. bad guy to punch. <laughs> Metroid Maker, uh, Duck Hunt Maker. <laughs> you can design your own ducks. Ice climbers makers. <laughs> you can make it not suck. Okay. Is that a, any other predictions for right now you guys got? I think that's about it for me. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a break and then we'll go to our interview. Sounds good.
Kate Feinberg here from the internet. What do you What do you do? How's it going, Kate? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, I I found I found you on Twitter. I know you do. Uh, I, I've I know you've written some stuff, and uh, you've been and you've yeah. streamed, and uh, you have a YouTube channel as well. I've checked that out. Just uh, what have you been doing lately? Mostly just writing in my blog and streaming here and there, and trying to put effort into my YouTube channel and failing at it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I, yeah. The YouTube channel is hard. It's like some it feels like sometimes you get people to watch stuff, and sometimes you don't. I don't think anybody's watched my Skies of Arcadia stuff on there, but it's fine. I was watching it while I was writing. I'm very excited to see someone play Skies of Arcadia. I love that game. Yeah, I just I just finished it, and I saw that you were into Sega stuff and uh, Sega RPGs and whatnot, and and I'm a big RPG fan myself. Jeremy is too, so I thought you could Mm -hmm. come on the show and talk about that and Mm -hmm. whatever else. What have you been? What were you writing while you're watching that? I'm writing about gaming and depression and. My friend Ian is talking about how games nowadays are always negative. It's all you hear is the gamer rage and the bullying. And I wanted to write how gaming helped me with my depression. So I'm writing about that. Cool. Cool. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I, uh, I I know how you feel. Like um, gaming can really help, Like especially like when you – when you feel trapped in your own depression, it gives you yeah. a world that you can actually like make good, you know, and you'll feel mm-hmm. like you're progressing and doing things mm-hmm. and all that. I've been I've been fairly depressed myself most of my life, so video games really helped me out, like especially like in high school when I was a kid yeah. and all that. They're also they're definitely a comfort when things are especially hard, like a, a kind of a little solace where you can go and curl up and be somewhere familiar. It's true. Just to play a game and you can escape, like you guys said. And also discover something about you that never knew existed. That's what I like about gaming. You learn from games like with history or art or music. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it, kind of cool. Like with Castlevania, I yeah. got into the history of Romania and and oh, Lord, cool. and Valteps. And I want to go to Romania one of these days just to see the history of how it transcended from actual history to a video game series. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I never... Uh... I never went that far into Castlevania. I mean, I love the Castlevania games, but I never really thought about the design actually and go in there, where yeah. it came from. Yeah, <laughs> It'd be kind of cool, though. That's rad, yeah. I, I can't imagine it would be bad. It would be cool. Yeah, I know you can visit the actual castle, and they do like a tour of stuff, but it'd be cool to see history. I mean, I'm not huge into Castlevania because I'm really bad at the game, mm. but I like the lore. The lore is really interesting with Belmont Legacy and against Dracula and it's so fun. I, I don't know. I like the stories a lot more than the actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. Well, the the later ones, the ones that are more like uh, Metroidvania or whatever you want to call it, uh, the mm-hmm. ones where you can level up. Like whenever you get stuck, you can always just like grind, like mm-hmm. to help you get farther, which oh, is cool. which which is nice. Yeah, I really like you know? the the ones on the Game Boy Advance. Are, mwah, they're like the best ones. Oh, yeah, whatever. Circle of the Moon is my favorite. Oh really? Oh wow! Oh wow! That's the hard. That's one. That's like I say, that's real hard. <laughs> it is. I never beat it, but I love it Nor so much. Yeah, neither neither have I. Like the, all the random drops and stuff was really hard to to get a grasp on. It's been mm-hmm. so long. I mean, it, I was fighting some kind of. I think it was a multi-headed dragon of some form. It was the last I can remember. How um, I gave up because it was so hard. Yeah, and I, 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 and I I even tried grinding and that didn't help. No, no. Is is that the one where you can just spin your whip if you hold the button, the Y button? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always and I mean I always wanted to try to find a way to like hold the button down. I did. I taped it. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> and leveled up a little bit while I was doing other stuff. Yeah, you got to just awesome. leave it. Yeah, I went to a room where the ghost, the floating ghost bad guys were, and mm-hmm. they just keep coming into the whip while I was standing there. 
Yeah, like the uh, Medusas or whatever that just like constantly come at you, and you just yeah. just keep uh, keep hitting them with your whip. L- let me ask you, Kate. Do you, do you, have you gotten a Switch yet? No. Oh, do you I have any? Know. Do you have any plans on getting one? I want to get the Wii U first. Oh, okay. Because I have some games I'm buying before it goes insane with the prices, mm-hmm. and then a Switch. Oh, okay. Down the road. Was it? Um, what was it that held you back? Was it just a? There's not enough games, or you just don't have the money, or you wanted to play the Wii, money, Wii U version first. And also, is just there's only really one game I want to play on it. It's not Zelda, but it's like one game, oh, wow. which is Yeast, that I want to play on the Switch because I love Yeast, but I can't rationalize paying all that money for an system for one game. Mm-hmm. That'd be like three hundred and forty dollars total, or whatever. To play yeah, one plus game. that. Yeah, plus the add-ons and then the memory card. It's it's not worth it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's like the game that I'm. In, it's like the big RPG that I'm anticipating. It's a Ease Eight on on Switch for next month. So I'm kind of trying to find something to play in between on there. When's what, o- Octopath in July, right? Yeah. What do you think about Octopath Traveler? Have you seen any of that? I have. It's really interesting. I thought the pre-order looked gorgeous. The, the extras, the hundred dollar one. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I can get that one, but yeah, it comes with like a house, and or is it like a? It's like a book that like a. It's like a pop up book, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I'm super excited about that. It looks like it almost looks like an HD version of like Final Fantasy VI, like the way mm-hmm. the the way the sprites are designed and all that, and it looks really cool. I'm super excited about it. It has kind of has that darker adult theme to it, like I, I feel for well, definitely, especially at the beginning. Yeah, if you play, if you the, play as the the lady. Yeah, if you played oh, the really? if you played the demo, like it's very like uh well she's like a she's like a dancer, like a mm-hmm. sex worker kind of thing, and she has like an abusive pimp and that sort of thing, and you get to fight him and so it's very it's very much like uh serious. Mm-hmm. And it has voice cool. it had voice acting too in the demo. Like the demo's very impressive. That was like my favorite demo of last year. Yeah, I heard good things about it. I've been intrigued by it. Mm. Yeah, it looks really cool. What uh what what games would it would it take to be on there for you to get the switch? If you had, if you had the money to, I think more role playing games and more survival horror that would get me into getting a Switch before the Wii U. Oh sure. What's uh? What are you looking forward to playing on the Wii U? Like what do you uh, have? Uh... Bayonetta two. <laughs> oh okay, that's on the Switch too. <laughs> I know it's for Switch. I I have it for um the Wii U that came with the first one and the second one. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, I have that one, the Wii U one. Oh, yeah. so you have the game, but you don't have the system. Yeah, I'm. Reversing myself. I'm buying uh, games first just because they are going to go like with anything that GameStop or places stop selling, online prices go up. So I was just buying a couple of games here and there on that GameStop or Target. That's smart. What, I don't what, want to pay full price or triple the money for a game. Sure. What, what else do you have for Wii U? Is that the only, the only one you got? I have the Wind Waker, Gaia Sisters, um, Captain Toad, the treasure game. Yeah. Those are all good games. I haven't played the Gaia Sisters, but I've heard that's fun. Yeah, I was watching my friend on Twitter, the Deviot. He was streaming the Gaia Sisters. And I had asked people like months ago, like, what do you recommend for Switch games? I mean, Wii U games. And he said that. So I picked it up. It looks fun. It was for PS4, you, but I got the Wii U version. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't heard of that one. I'll have to check it out. You have to be careful on the Wii U because Nintendo's been like delisting some of their games. Like they just recently pulled a Tropical Freeze off of the eShop for Wii U to try to get people to yeah, buy I the heard. Switch one. So it's pretty jerky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It really is, because I heard of some outrage from it. They pulled it off because on Switch. Yeah, I think it's because, I don't know, it was $20 on Wii U, and now it's 60 on Switch, and a lot of people are upset about that, which... Jeez. I, it, it's a great game. I just... It's also, like, an old game. It's, like, almost, like, five years old, so it's kind of like, could you guys just sell it at 40 I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't, you're paying 40 bucks for Funky. Yeah, pretty much, for for, for Funky <laughs> oh mode, God. just to make Probably it, like, cool. just to make it a little bit easier. Like, he has, like, one extra hit point, whatever, but... Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that game's really that cool. It's just, like, I don't know. They seem to be doing that I, with a lot I of stuff. I want to get it someday. I just, uh, 60 bucks. If it, if I, if it never came out for another system, I would have already bought it. But just yeah. knowing that, I'm uh-huh. like, I can't, I can't do it. I, do, I couldn't do it with Lego City. You know, I really wanted that game. Yeah. And I eventually bought it because it was crazy on like 10 or 15 It's bucks like $15, I think, sale. right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I got to grab it now because it's less than it was on the Wii U. Yeah. The, the annoying thing with Nintendo games, I guess it's a good thing too, like for, for like uh, buying and reselling, but their properties like rarely go down in price and uh, they hardly ever put anything on sale, I feel like. So that can be like a double-edged sword. Like I don't see Tropical Freeze going on sale anytime soon. Until, unless they start doing the selects again. Yeah, they will. unless they start doing like the greatest hits stuff, then, it, then it'll be 20 bucks. But it's a, like I, I gotta, they send you this, like if you're in the Nintendo Club or whatever, they send mm-hmm. you like an email every, like for your birthday month. And that has like discounts in it, like thirty percent discounts. And uh, they sent one to me, and it's all like old 3DS games. There's like no Switch games in there at all. It's like uh, okay, Happy it's like not a single Switch game because I would have because I, I would have like considered getting a Mario Kart Eight again if it was if they had a thing for Switch, but no, it didn't because that was another one that was re released like with the same you know with sixty dollars and mm-hmm. extra stuff. Have you played that at all, the Mario Kart Eight? I have. Um... On the Switch, my friend Elise, when she lived here before she moved back home, we're at a bar playing Mario Kart 8. It's a really fun game. It is. Oh, yeah, it's great. Especially, especially when you're drinking, because then it's a mm-hmm. lot more fun. When of course. Lose. Yeah, no, that one's a lot of fun. Uh, you should definitely pick that up for, for uh, Wii U once, once you get a hold mm-hmm. of one. I know there. I know you can buy them from, uh, like, my roommate bought one, re- refurbished one from Nintendo for not, for not a whole lot. That's probably, like, the best way to get one now, I think. That's the way I bought mine. Um, well, I bought it a few years ago, but it was it was two hundred even, and it came with um, the uh, Nintendo Land game. But I've never okay. played that game. I don't really ever play that game, and um, I don't know if you can still do that through. Does Nintendo still sell them through their website? Trey, do you know? I think they did because uh, my roommate Conan got one from there. I feel like he got his for like a hundred something though. Yeah, it might be less now. Yeah, maybe like a buck oh. fifty or. I don't know. It, it'd be worth worth looking into. See what they're selling. Plus, it for. it'll be yeah covered by a warranty. Unless they've completely delisted that too, <laughs> and then they're just like, nope, no more. Sorry. <laughs> they're burying all the Wii U's in the desert by where ET used to be. Yeah, they, they, they don't want you. They don't want you to see it at all. Uh, what is what is your all time favorite uh, Nintendo game? Final Fantasy three for Super Nintendo. Okay, that's a good choice. Cool. Yeah, I was just thinking about uh, playing that again on the. Uh, because I've been, I, I played it. I, I did like a stream of it when I first got the Super Nintendo Classic, mm-hmm. and uh, I played like six hours of it. And I was thinking about like going back and finishing it. As, That's cool. As, as far as my Twitter poll goes, that seems to be what people want to see is that one. So I guess I'll start, oh, right. start playing so, that. Are you going <laughs> to yeah. play it through the uh, Classic if you do? Yeah, I'll play it through the Super Nintendo Classic because I already have six <laughs> hours on there that I, that I already that I put on it's on Twitch like I, I uploaded it so so it'll always be there people can watch it so 
That's one I yeah, I haven't played it. I think last time I played it was on uh I played it on PSP when they had like a big Final Fantasy sale. And they, they mm-hmm. do they do that a lot. Like it was like five dollars for all of them and but that was like three years ago, I guess. And I feel like I played through like I got all the way to World of Ruin, but I didn't but I didn't beat it all the way. Have you played the Game Boy Advance version of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, have I played it? Yeah. Uh no, I I haven't played the Game Boy Advance version, but I know Jeremy has it. Yeah, I own it. It's slightly different in just a couple localization things, but it's it's the same game for the most part. Well, I think a, a lot of people complain about it because of the sound, like that the music isn't as good. Oh, right. For the Game Boy than it was because on the Super so Nintendo. Because it's so compressed. Yeah, it's like the big complaint. Have you played that one, the portable one? Yeah. Which would you prefer the Super Nintendo one, though? I'm sure. I do, just because that's how I first got introduced to it. Though mm-hmm. so having it portable before the PSP was was a boon. It was really cool mm-hmm. to have it and. Be on school, be at school, or taking a break and just play uh, one of my favorite games. For sure, yeah, that's a that was like a Final Fantasy three slash six was like that was like my introduction to uh, RPGs, like to turn based RPGs. I mean, I played Dragon Warrior when I was a kid, but I didn't really mm-hmm. un- I didn't really understand it. But like that was the first game that I played that I was like, oh, this this is really cool, you know, like this genre is mm-hmm. really really nice. And then nothing really ever lived up to it after that. No. <laughs> Well, that's true, man. I yeah. it was my first. I mean, Mystic Quest, which you know I've mentioned before on the podcast. Yeah, and we've even done an episode about it. But that was my first one, which was like the hand holding kids RPG. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but after I, but you know, it did create a an appetite to to try another Final Fantasy. And Final Fantasy three was just yeah. There's nothing to compare to it. And it's not. I know it's not just my personal experience. It's a lot of people say it's one of the best games ever made. So mm-hmm. there you go. I played that and felt an immense sense of accomplishment playing all the way through a huge RPG like that as a kid. It was, it was nice. Yeah, I think I even, I feel like I even played it like a, a second time, like after I beat it, because I was so excited about how cool it was. Like, I know. Did, I, you, uh, did you lose Shadow or did you save him the first time? I saved him, but I got a, I got the Nintendo Power, the strategy guide with it, so I knew, I knew not to leave him there. I was, uh, I had a strategy guide that my friend loaned me. But I don't think I started looking at it until after that. And so I had already lost Shadow. Oh. Because I only had a few seconds left when he came up, which I think is the way it always is. But I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, crap. No, I don't have time to wait. Yeah. And he died. Yeah, that, that whole part's pretty tense. Uh, pretty intense at the end there with the floating island and all that. I remember that was like the first time I started like disliking the game because that part was because I felt like the difficulty really ramped up when you got to the floating island. Oh, it was, did. Even it just took, the random battles were harder. Yeah, it took it took me a while to get through that. A cool cool story about Final Fantasy VI for me is uh, when I was I got it from my dad for my birthday uh, when I was a kid, and uh, he bought it for me with with the strategy guide because he's like, oh, the guy at the game store told me that you need this, so he got the strategy guide for it. But my dad had a my dad had a van that had two TVs in it with two Super Nintendos in it, and uh, I went down to Florida with him, and he drove me like from Illinois to Florida in the van. And I played Final Fantasy on the TV there for the most of the drive, so I got like twenty hours in, like just playing in the van. It's pretty rad. It's like cool. that was like my first, you know, actually playing the game experience. So you got you know, a portable got Final Fantasy experience. Yeah, I sort of had a portable experience. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one of the, the one of the things was like whenever you turned off the car, the the Super Nintendo was automatically shut off. So it that kind of sucked. So I had to like. I told him, I was like, you know, just let me know before you're going to turn off the car. <laughs> just make sure that I can save and stuff. So so he would do that. He'd be like, oh, are you okay? Have you saved? I'm like, yeah. All right. You can turn it off. 
because <laughs> everything you know the power just goes completely out so it's like i really need to get gas tray <laughs> i can't gas it up with the engine running hold on a second <laughs> i just started the floating island yeah no i, I didn't get that far i didn't get all the way to the floating <laughs> island but but i remember like doing the playing like the part in the snow and like the part with the where you split up with the with the uh, moogles and all that like i mean all that's in the beginning but I remember playing all that in the van, and and you know they had like headphone sets and all that, so it was really cool. Like there was a, there was like a TV in the front and one in the back, so it was a, it was a fancy technology back in like '97 or whenever, whenever it was. That's cool. I guess I wasn't that much of a kid back then. I was like 17, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it feels like a kid. You're a kid. Yeah, I mean that was like 20 years ago, so it feels like a kid. What is what is your favorite RPG? Like like of of all time? Of all time would be Fancy Star Four for Genesis. Oh yeah, no, that game is awesome. I like I like that game a lot. A lot of it's the cool thing about Genesis is they're almost kind of like a second party now to Nintendo. So for our you know for people who listen to our show that mostly play Nintendo stuff, you can find you can find a lot of that on there. Like I know, uh, well, it was on Virtual Console, but Virtual Console is kind of like dying now. Like you can't add money anymore, unfortunately. But that was the first time I played it. Was on Wii. It was a Fantasy Star Four. And was there was there a Game Boy release for that? I know I have Fantasy Star Collection that has one, two, and three on it. That was the only thing for Game Boy was a collection for the thir- first three, but then Sega released for the PC. They got PC, PS2, PS3, P- uh, 360, the Sonic Collection that had mm-hmm. all four Fantasy Star games. Yeah. So when you beat, I think, part four, part one, the first game would actually appear as a achievement. You could play the first game with Alice. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And it's being re-released um, and, and in the month with new games, I think, under the Sega collection. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. the, is that the Sega Age or is that a, or Sega Ages or is that a different yeah, thing? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I have the um, I have the Sonic one that that has the Fantasy Star on there for, for I, PlayStation I, uh, 3. Yeah, I have the actual cartridge. I bought it off a friend just well probably like close to a year ago now but a friend sold me their whole sega collection and that was in it that's cool i haven't i haven't had a chance to play through it yet but i I, yeah i'd like to hear about it i have a the actual cartridge and maybe i'll stream it or something definitely i'll watch you should (laughs) no i love that game i still have the game when i got it as a kid in the strategy guide for it cool same with final fantasy 3 I still have those guys. They're torn up from the cats when I was growing and me drawing on it, like cage uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But Fantasy Star 4 is when you first play it, it's the first one that has anime introductions with cutscenes. It does, yeah. It, like a comic book. And the music, even now, is still amazing. I like the, uh, what is it, the Secret Place song? The, the one oh, yeah. that's like, na 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 Yeah, that, that one's cool. I like that song. I did a I did like a WART radio episode for Nintendo Main Podcast, which is just like a video game music. And I did like mm-hmm. a space themed one, and I did like a different song from each of the first four Fantasy Stars. Even though I think I might have did Fantasy Star Online for one of them. But uh, that's yeah, cool. yeah, no, four is really cool. Like that's the only one I played all the way through was Fantasy Star Four. But I really, re- I really liked it. Um, I w- I want to play one, but it was uh. I just haven't gotten into it. And a lot of people really, really like two, from from what I heard, and I haven't played that either. I have never played two. I rented three before four, and I think I was kind of confused on it. Yeah, I heard that a lot of people were down on three. They say like that was like the worst out of all. I want to play because I know it has the Descendants, so kind of like the new Fire Emblem game where you can pick your partner and get married, and your child comes oh, a okay. hero. Yeah. 
that was like with three. So depending on who you picked and who you chose the main character, the it'll get either a boy or girl in different hair colors, and it's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't know about that, but I haven't. Yeah, I haven't touched it that much, but I do have it. I have it on the. I have the Game Boy Advance version and the PlayStation Three version, so I can always always go back to it. Look at the collection. So, how long of a game is Final or is Fantasy Star Four like playtime? Would you say? I think it's on the shorter side, but you've probably is played it? it more, Kate. It would be the shorter side. It's not like a Final Fantasy game. Is I would say maybe about forty hours, if that. If you do all the side quests. If you don't do the the Hunter Gills quest, which is just you'll have to do one um, to get access to the main town in the beginning of the game, you fight that worm. But if you don't do anything else, it's a really short game because you can just do the bare minimum leveling up in the castles, like um, in the areas, and get done pretty quickly. And I was playing it last year; it took me about maybe like the whole weekend to beat it. Wow! Because I just play it so often. <laughs> I right, so how, you knew where you're going and what to use on each enemy and everything. Yeah, and you got even the- so, like with the, what I like about the game is that you can actually customize like the attacks and make combinations. So I had a whole notebook as a kid of different combos that Rune would use and Chaz and the reaction they would they would take. Yeah, you can set up different like attack patterns, right? Like, and you just hit, yeah. and it'll always do it. Like I remember that being on there, and I felt like that was really progressive for the time. Where you can kind of, so like, you know, if you get in the rhythm of like fighting a lot of guys, you can just like pick one thing for your strategy and you don't really have to go through and select all that, which is always nice. Especially when you do a lot of like uh, random battles and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. A nice little bonus. I love the game so much. So if you do stream it, I will be there watching like a little kid with my hands <laughs> up in their face watching just to see your reaction. Because like your Final Fantasy 3 story, I had rented a Genesis on vacation to play this game when I bought it. Was the guide. So we're on we're at Cape Cod for a week, and I had just sat in the hotel room just playing this game because <laughs> I was so addicted to it. And it had me from the opening. Just when the opening song comes on, and you meet the four main characters, and the four bells toll, and then the story breaks down. What's a great introduction to RPGs, I feel, is that game. You don't have to play the other Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy, well, Fantasy Star games to know the story because it tells you was like rune and the backstory here and there but it's a whole different story and it's the first game that the characters actually have personality and you actually love like for me alice and han's conversation with taking his money for his wedding it's little things like that that is just kind of cool and it they all like go together right like they're actually like fantasy one two three or fantasy star one two three and four they're all like the same story, right? It's not like Final Fantasy where like each is each is a different story or are they like the same characters I don't or in know the same about world three, or but I know yeah. one, two and four are connected because of Dark Force. So there's a point when you I won't spoil it, but when you get the sword, you'll see all the heroes from the games in that cutscene. And it's really cool because it ties it all together. Oh, okay. And it just makes for me, I was I never played a Fantasy Star game until that one, mm-hmm. but it made me want to play two, even though I know two is a lot harder than four. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it was. Yeah, that was. I was in the same same position where that was the first one I played, first and only one that I played. But I really, really liked that one, and it did like have a lasting effect on me. Like I thought about it after I played it, I was like, man, that game was really cool. But I never, never returned to it. I only played it once. But uh, it's definitely cool. Is it? 
Your, is your strategy game, is your strategy guide still intact? I know you said you like it. Is that the one you drew on or was it the, uh, uh, the instruction booklet? Are. Yeah. There is wear and tear. Uh, I'll have to find it. I mean, I am moving, <laughs> but when I do, I'll, I'll definitely tag you in it. It's, it's still there. Some of the corners are torn up from years of cats and moving, but yeah, I still have it. I still have like what I wrote in the bosses section as a kid. Oh, this nice. one was tough. <laughs> yeah. I was say, like, like this guy he sucks. Was healing a lot for the <laughs> Lazarus castle. Cause that was the worst boss was the Lazarus. Cause dark force was kind of easy compared to him. I felt, mm. I don't know. You can, you can see you can see what's on our uh, camera, right? Through the yeah. computer. This is my uh, final fantasy uh, strategy guide. And it's a, uh, it's duct taped on the side. Because the spine broke, so this is the one. This is the one that I got when I was a kid. But yeah, I, I had to. It was like all falling apart. Like all the all the pages were falling apart. So I, so I just duct taped the spine of it, and it still kind of works. So yeah, there's a, I, so I know what you mean about the, about the strategy guys falling apart and all that. Yeah, the only two I still have are the, is those two games. I know Final Fantasy three had two guides, an unofficial one that I bought first. That was like this huge novel was like all the bosses and, and, and like and, and how to beat it descriptions of it and then an official one from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only have one of them though. Did you Which get... one of them had the uh, cuz one of them told you about the um, the vanish trick. You know a trick I'm talking about where you use vanish and then you can use a uh, killing spells on anything. Yeah, I think it was the unofficial one. I don't think the official one mentioned that. Yeah, I think it was yeah, that, because that I was don't... the one I yeah. I had then. <laughs> Because I didn't, well, I didn't own it. I borrowed the game from a friend, but a friend was kind enough to also lend me the strategy guide. And I think, if I remember correctly, I borrowed the game first and then borrowed the guide later. And that's why I missed out on saving Shadow, which I still regret, yeah. obviously. <laughs> well, Shadow well, was named after you, right? So it was like, uh, that was your character. Wasn't, wasn't the yeah. Shadow named Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the new... And the one on Game Boy Advance, I have saved him. Well, I haven't reclaimed him yet, but I'm in the world of Ruin. and um, Gotcha. I stopped playing a few months ago, but he's, he's alive. He's just in the Coliseum waiting for me. It's a, yeah, I, I noticed that like when he first, like when I was playing through, when I was playing through it again, when I was streaming it, that he'll, he'll stay with you in different amount of, in different amounts of time. Because I went to the, um, I went to the train level with him, you know, like the ghost train mm-hmm. and all that. And the first time he left, like at the beginning. But then I died in that in that level and came back again with him and he stayed through like the whole level, like all the way to the train. So it's I don't know how that works, but I guess I heard that like when you die, your like levels stay the same, right? So maybe I was, because I was at a higher level, he stayed with me longer. But it seems to be kind of random at the first beginning. I know in that part, it depends on who you choose first because there's three scenarios: there's Terra and Bannon, Edgar, Saban. And lock, and depending on the choices you make of who you play first, he'll stay through the whole uh, Phantom Train to the boss. Oh, okay. Because yeah, that was right. Yeah, that was right where I was. I think I, I think I stopped before um, the the monk guy. Which I don't remember his name. The guy who has the moves, the the blitz, and all oh, that. Sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, Saban. Yeah, I think it's, I think I stopped right before his story was, was where I was at. Right, signs signs the knight. Yeah. The sword tech. And then there's yeah, then Saban is the the monk. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who who can forget uh suplexing the Phantom Train, right? If you have yeah. a chance to do that, I hope <laughs> yeah, you do. right. Or if you could if you could find Revivify, you could kill it in one thing. But I could never find a way to find that before you got to the Phoenix Down will kill the train. Oh, it will. Oh shit! Uh-huh. Yeah, it takes two hits depending on if it misses. Like I when I played again, 
for the PlayStation, it took me uh, three times to use a Phoenix down, and it would just it it dies instantly. Mm-hmm. I love how they how they fight that train, and they're like running in front of it. <laughs> It's like not not possible, but they're like they're like running to stay away from it because it's coming at them. It's great. Yeah, that whole part's that whole part's amazing. But yeah, yeah, no, and, and then the ghosts that randomly join your party or they fight you, you don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they just kind of like it hang may not out. be random, but it felt that way. Yeah, they'll hang out with you, and if you look at the picture of them, they have like no face. It's mm-hmm. just like blackness, mm-hmm. like little eyes and all that. Yeah. And then when Saban is eating the food in the train, everyone's watching him. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Did you, uh, when you played through it, did you like give them all different names or did you keep their names from the game? I kept their names. Because I, I didn't. I, I renamed everybody. That's why I have a hard time remembering like who's who. Because like uh, I think Cyan, the, the knight, his, he, he was named the Tick. Because like all my characters were <laughs> pretty much based off of, uh, they were just based off of comic book characters for the most part. So I always remember him. I was like, oh yeah, the Tick. That's, that's what I called him. <laughs> and I think like uh, the, the ice guy that you find, the beast, he was called Wampa, of course, in Star Wars, and and the uh, and the the guy who did the um who could like uh, mimic people, his name was Morph from X Men, like stuff like that. You know, I, I named them all. I was a huge comic book guy, so basically named them all after like comic book characters or wrestlers. So <laughs> so I'm always kind of confused cool. as to who's who on that. I I did that through like all of my early RPG stuff. I changed all the names, so I'd be like, who's who's that guy again? You know, because I can't remember. But uh, hopefully this this time around, I'll remember. I mean, I haven't ever since I've played ever since I've kept the names the same. But when you're younger, I always switch it yeah, up. I think Chrono Trigger is the first one where I went nuts on naming everyone weird things. And there's two characters named Liver and Onions. I remember <laughs> that's what my dad thought I should name them. So for a long time, I thought of Ayla uh, as Liver, and I can't remember who Onions was. I think Onions was uh, someone I got. Did I get? Is Ayla the last character? You no, Onions was no. Magus. I think. Yeah, One of the last character you get is was onions. Oh, that's awesome. Ayla was uh, a <laughs> I, I called Ayla China, of course, from wrestling. So oh, okay. that's her name. <laughs> I could see it though. Her yeah. name China. I mean, I she's a, she's she's a big tough lady. You know, I, th- I figured it was fitting. I tried to make it somewhat like the character, even though I don't know how I got the tick for for Cyan, but you know, whatever. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What's the? I mean, what's the next big RPG that you're planning on playing? I know you were talking about uh, Ease Eight, but is there another one on the horizon? That you're looking forward to? Um, yeah, um, I want to stream Phoenix Star 4 when the Sega Collections comes out. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the one game that I'll be a total happy fangirl playing and showing everyone why I love this game. And maybe The Last Guardian. I still have that. I have not played it yet. So I'm hoping to tackle that soon. Mm-hmm. I played that up to a point, yeah. And uh, I just kind of lost interest. It was when I was like in the thick of playing Zelda. Mm-hmm. And I had also bought at the same time I bought uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and um, pers- I bought Persona shortly thereafter. So I had all these games that I wanted to play and ended up not playing any of them. Yeah, you I'm bought the same way. Yeah, yeah, I got. I think I, I downloaded a uh, Journey and played all the way through that. But that's the only thing I've played all the way through on the PS4. Well, that game short. <laughs> yeah, not much of an accomplishment there. <laughs> hey, but you beat it. I did. I did. It's in my trophy case. I can prove it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard that the um, the Last Guardian is pretty difficult, or it's just kind of like the the big beasts like won't really. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of like owning a pet, I guess, or like a a pet that doesn't really listen to you. That's kind of what the, that's kind of what the game is. 
so a cat in a sense. Sort of, yeah. It's like because you have that big dog thing that walks around, and sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. I haven't actually played it yet, but it was on my list of stuff I wanted to try out. It's very cat dog like. Yeah, bird like and dragon like. It's like sometimes it'll help you out, and sometimes it won't. You have to feed it. So you have to feed it these like barrels of food. I think that's one of the things that I was starting to get a little like. It was getting a little monot monotonous for oh, me. Oh, okay. And I don't know if that's through the whole thing, but yeah, to progress, you'd have to find the the barrels of food or whatever it is of something that, to feed the thing to make it obey you. <clears throat> so it's like you got you got to find the treats, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And it, it just keeps going through the whole thing, so it can be kind of tedious. Um, and to maybe I'm you know amplifying it. Maybe it was only a few times in a row, but I was just kind of like, oh man, not this again. You probably have to like train it too, right? Like where you like. Uh, Treat it you when it to, does something yeah, that you, you want have it to, to do. Raise money for obedience school at one point. Really? <laughs> yeah. that'd, be, that'd be hilarious <laughs> oh if you did. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is intense. That doesn't sound fun. Then you're just like without it for like a week. You got to find stuff to do. Well, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole section where you don't have the dog. <laughs> Sounds great. Number one. Did you? Did you ever? Side note, but uh, did you ever play any of the Fantasy Star Online stuff on GameCube? Did you ever yes. get into any of those? Did you I have... played Car Stories and PSO. Did you uh, Did you have the modem, or did you just play it like straight up? Straight up. Okay. I didn't have the modem, so I just played offline with uh, Fanny Star Online. Is it Is it worth getting? Like I never I never played it. I think so. If you're a fan of the of online gaming, anyways, like Warcraft or EverQuest, Guild Wars, it's definitely. And you're a fan of Fanny Star in general. It's a completely different. Like feeling, it's kind of like the the newest Star Ocean, where it's more space space base. Oh, okay. Where you, I know in the Dreamcast version, you had to uh, find someone who is a hero who's missing, so you can create the characters like from the games and different classes, and you have like zones where you can have to beat the. You can't like just escape. You have to if you have, like fences. You have to beat all the enemies. It's a fun game if you're a fan of the series. Oh, okay. I enjoyed it greatly. And it's totally worth it without having the modem and playing online and all that. Yeah. I, I, I never had any issue playing by myself. Oh, okay. I know I, I know I played online with the Dreamcast for PS. That's why I bought a Dreamcast to play mm -hmm. that game. Sure. But with the GameCube version, the graphics are a little bit nicer and crisper. Mm -hmm. I found. And I didn't really care about playing alone because it was just really more smoother. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I have I have yet to talk to anybody who actually bought the modem for the GameCube, like the extra one that you had to put in the bottom of it. My brother had it. He played it. Um, I'd have to ask him about it. I I remember him hooking it up and everything through the through the phone line. Because wasn't there two versions of the modem, a phone a phone line and an Ethernet one? I know there's a phone line. I don't know about the other one. There there might have been. I don't know. I. I think I only saw one in the wild like one time, and I thought about getting it, but I kind of wish I would have. I don't. Is it is it like expensive now? Have you looked at it? Look, looked at it yeah. on eBay? Like what? Like a hundred bucks or more? It's one of the more rare GameCube games I know. The um, oh, fan especially with the modem, you're going to be paying. I could look it up on eBay, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in the hundreds. The Fantasy Star or the modem? Uh, well, the modem, but also the games mm. kind of expensive. Yeah, maybe not as. Yeah, that was that's kind of a game that's been on my GameCube list for a while, and I was always afraid to get it without the without the modem. But now it's good to know that you don't necessarily need a modem for it. But if it's uh, expensive, it'll probably be 
Oh, I guess, yeah, the game's not that expensive. You can get it for like 30 or 40 bucks. Oh, nice. That's not that bad. That's, that's probably cool. that's probably disc only too, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that's about how Skies of Arcadia was going. My my fiance bought it for me for Christmas last year, so the Skies of Arcadia. So I was able to Aww. finally get into that again because I had that's it. A good gift. I had the game before and I lent it to Jeremy and it got lost. So it's uh, a <laughs> I didn't I didn't play it for a while, but uh, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome game though. That's it ended up being like one of my favorite, like one of my favorite uh, turn based RPGs. So I still like it as much as I did when it came out. It wasn't I wasn't sure like how you know when you I hadn't played the game for like probably like. I don't know, like 15 years, <laughs> you know? So like, yeah. I, I thought maybe my uh, opinion on, on, on it might've changed, or maybe it was just something I was really into when it came out because that was all that was out, you know, and maybe it wasn't yeah. that good, mm-hmm. but uh, no, when I returned to it, I really, I liked it as much as I did when I first played it. So it's very, it's a very easy, I mean, it's an easy RPG to play. Like, it's like the story's like pretty understandable and like, it's really easy to find the next thing. Like you don't really get lost a whole lot, you know? So I didn't find it all that all that difficult in that in that way but it was really enjoyable to play through again what were you gonna say i was just gonna say like the for me the gamecube skies of acadia is a lot better than the dreamcast Mm -hmm. because they added the new characters um new backstory to different different things different characters the graphics were a little bit more cleaner than Mm -hmm. the dreamcast and i like that like in the Dreamcast version, when you're searching for the island and this, and looking for like hidden stuff, because mm-hmm. that's how the game is played. You have to yeah. search for everything. Yeah. And the Dreamcast, I would spend hours just circling around trying to find where I had to go. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of at times frustrating to try to, there was no guide for it. So you just had to hope you're searching the right area was your ship. Oh, and okay. the GameCube version, you had that little, um, other pirate who was searching along with you to get the bounties. So it kind of added a nice, like you have to find this first feeling. Mm-hmm. Is was there no map or anything like that in the in the? I never played the Dreamcast version. I just played the GameCube. There one. was a map, but basically it was just everything. In fact, when I remember, I haven't played the game in years. Mm. It was just you're just searching through the islands. Yeah. So that the map will never tell you where the thing was. I think you got coordinates. But I was always bad at following directions. Mm-hmm. So I would just spend searching that light on repeat until I would find where I had to go and be grateful to see if I came after that. Oh, yeah. If you watched a, a couple of those videos that I did, there, there were ones like I got stuck in. There was like a cave I got lost in for a while because it, everything kind of looks the same in it. Mm-hmm. So, so I couldn't tell what was the what was the front and what was the end. And it turned out that I thought the end was the beginning. So that's why I kept getting stuck. And I finally got out of there. But yeah, some of it's really, really hard to, really easy to get stuck in. Like, especially like in the land of ice, like I got stuck there too, because everything's ice and you can't really tell. There's like a, there's a place like buried under the ice that you have to land on. But if you don't know where it is, it's pretty hard to find because it's not, you can't see it really, unless you're like, unless you're flying really close to the ice. Yeah. So I understand that for sure. Like getting lost in there. But uh, yeah, with the, um. I was gonna say if the if the map wasn't there, it's definitely it's definitely uh, confusing. And in the GameCube one, I don't know if it did in the Dreamcast one, but when, but whenever you're by a discovery, your compass starts spinning, so it'll tell you that there's something there. And then, I don't in, think the Dreamcast did that. Yeah, I can't remember. I know the VMU for the Dreamcast was Fina's little 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The little yeah, like uh, creature. Yeah, the cha- well, I know it eats chams, but I don't know what the actual thing is called. I mean, I just played through it, but I, I don't. The, the chams would be on the VMU. So then, when you find one, you'll see in the VMU on the controller the little thing eat oh, okay. it, and yeah, it's adorable. Yeah, yeah. It'd be circling around. So when you when it was near a cham, or I think a discovery, you would see um, the VMU like act up, so you were close. Oh, okay. Yeah, now it uh, the rumble the the controller rumbles on the on the GameCube one, and it makes does noises. It, uh, does it connect to the Game Boy Advance? You can use that as a VMU. No, <laughs> on the on the Skies of Arcadia one, not that I know of. I don't think. I mean, it was a pretty early release on GameCube, mm-hmm. so I don't think the Game Boy connector was out yet when it, when it came out. But yeah, that that VMU thing they would they were all about like making it into. Could you like pull it out and make it like a separate Tamagotchi type thing? On Dreamcast, because I know you could do that with the Chows on a uh, Sonic, on like Sonic Adventure. I don't, I don't think I ever tried that. Because it had some, you know, it had like had like its own like uh, buttons on it, and you could like take it and batteries and stuff, and take it around and do stuff. I yeah, don't I don't think I ever did. I still have like a few VMUs that I found in the wild for cheap. Yeah. Um, I don't have a Dreamcast anymore, so just memories. <laughs> oh. But it. I know it was a controller. It was cool because some would have the logo, like with Grandia 2, and mm. others would have, like in Skies of Arcadia, a little mini game with that little yeah. creature weapon thing. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. That it, what, what happened to your Dreamcast? Well, when I moved, I left my Saturn and Dreamcast at my mom's house because I didn't have enough space oh, okay. uh, to bring everything with me. So when I went to visit her last year, I brought my Atari home and some games, and I left my left them there to go visit. My sister and her husband are moving back to my mom's house, and we're cleaning, and it got thrown out, both systems. Oh, oh no, no. That yes. sucks. <laughs> oh, that's so gut-wrenching. Did you have a – were there games with it that got tossed too, or just the systems? If there was any games, they're probably tossed. I don't know. Did I, don't, I don't think – I know a lot of my collection got stolen when I moved – my previous roommate, her and her boyfriend at the time, just, and my sister's ex-boyfriend stole a bunch of my collection. Oh, no. That sucks. And my Saturn wasn't working, but I was going to have someone see if they could fix the water damage from it. Because mm. my mom's basement will flood occasionally, and it was oh, on the floor, and yeah. it got ruined. Oh, no. But I'm just kind of bummed that I don't want to buy it again because it's way too expensive now. Mm-hmm. I have memories. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you ever play a... Did you ever play the big one on there, the Panther Dragoon Saga on Saturn? No, okay. I never did. I played it, it for Xbox, uh, Orta. Oh, okay. Because like that's uh, a lot of people have been talking about uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga lately because I think it's like twenty years old. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's like one of the most sought after games, and it's, it's incredi- rare. It's incredibly it's really expensive rare. to to get, and uh-huh. and a lot of people I played love it. A, I played a little bit of it. I had a friend who burned it for me because mm-hmm. he had a copy of it. He burned a copy of it for me, and you could bypass the um, you could bypass the uh, uh, copyright protection pretty easy on Dreamcast, or on the uh, no on the oh no uh, Saturn. Saturn yeah sorry yeah <laughs> when I, and I still Dreamcast. have a Saturn and I don't know if it works because I don't have the connections for it anymore. Mm. So I've been wanting to grab those cords and just see if it works. The only game I have is Knights, and I don't have mm. a control a controller for some reason. I only have the mm. console itself. But I do have the it does have the RAM expansion, so that's good. That's so cool. If it works, then good. But I I did I did open it up the other day just to look at it, and it's kind of dirty. I I don't know if it's been damaged mm-hmm. or if it's just naturally dirty, but it needs cleaned out. 
Yeah, that'd be cool if you could get that to work, though. I mean, the Panzer Dragoon and whatnot. I don't, I don't know how much it costs to get extra cables and uh, controllers and stuff for that. I think it's all fairly cheap. I think I can get it up and running for less than 50 but as far as getting a hold of the games, I'm, I'm going to have to get shady with it and download them through. Well, I mean, it's torrent or something. Yeah. That, there's no way I'm getting a hold of Panzer Dragoon Saga otherwise. No. I think, I mean, at this point, it's not like you're actually going to be able to give any money to the, to the developers, so it's kind of like... Yeah. You know, em- emulated or ROM it or whatever you have to. But you what know? <laughs> I I mean what I played of it I really enjoyed. I do remember that and it lets you customize your dragon, which is cool. I I liked that a lot. You could change the way it looked and it would camp out with you whenever you'd sleep. Oh, that's cool. That was nice. I watched a like when I was editing one of our last podcasts, I w- I, I just watched some of it on YouTube like like muted just to see what it looked like cuz I've never seen it before and it's like looks completely different from what I thought it would look like. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I, I guess I thought it would be more like traditional RPG, but it's like, it's like 3d almost, you know, like, uh, it is. but like, but like a uh, sprite 3d it's, it's weird. It's kind of hard to explain the way the graphics it's, look on it, but it looks yeah, they, definitely different. Well, that's the way the first Panzer Dragoon games were too. So mm-hmm. a little bit. So I think it, it just was emulating that style and then just adding RPG elements to it. Sure. Yeah. That, that'd be one I'd really like to see. I mean, I'd love to see it remade, but, People say that, like, you know, they don't have any of the original material. Like, whatever they built for it is, like, gone. Like, all that stuff is gone. Like, whatever they developed. And it would have to be, like, remade from a ROM or something. Like, if they were going to yep. make it. So, it's yeah, it's kind of, it's crazy. Like, stuff like that that's just, like, gone. It's completely gone, you know. It's just uh, sad to think of, like, you know, in this, in, like, the world of, like, game preservation and all that. Where, like, some games are just disappeared especially like something like as big as that and like apparently like people like like people like lost like marriages and their lives like w- one guy almost died i guess making it like it was an incredibly intense like development cycle and now it's just oh my gosh. not there yeah <laughs> I mean, from what i've heard uh, it's, it was very intense development on that but yeah i would love to see that game come around they should make write a book about that or something if they have it that'd be really interesting they should i want to read it i never heard anything about this i didn't like know a- that there was a guy. There's a guy that wrote a book or something. He was on uh, Acts of the Blood God, which is like one of my one of my favorite RPG podcasts. And uh, he came on and talked about all the stuff that went into development and like how crazy it was, and you know just the importance of the of the game and all that. I don't remember what episode it is, but if you, I'm sure if you search like Panzer Dragoon Saga, you can find it. Definitely want to know. That's absolutely the saturn game that that i care about the most <laughs> that's the one i want to play well that was the one i mean that was the 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 system seller right but by the time it came out like the system was already done for pretty much like the dreamcast was already out so that's kind of mm-hmm. why it became like so rare because like not that many were produced and not then nobody bought it yeah. so it's like well i don't think the dreamcast know. was out yet but the playstation was um oh was it okay because i know it was yeah, kind of like the saturn basically the saturn uh or, yeah, Saturn was supposed to come out on Saturn Day. They had a whole, like, marketing <laughs> yeah. plan for it. It was going to come out on Saturday. And then uh, the PlayStation came out, and then Sega was like, oh, shit. And so they released the Saturn early. Just kind of, like, dropped it out of the blue, like, oh, hey, you can get the yeah, Saturn. Cause, yeah, because they didn't tell think, anybody, right? I think it that just hurt like, them, yeah. yeah. Well, but uh, from what I heard, by the time Panzer Dra- Dragoon came around, like, they had abandoned, abandoned the system, like Sega had. Like, they were just like, we're not making any more games on this anymore. I remember I, this I worked one, at the movie you know? <laughs> theater. It was my first job, so I would have been 15. And one of my coworkers was kind of a nerdy older high school guy, um, and he uh, he was talking to me about how he had just bought, he just imported a Saturn from Japan that would let him play Japanese games or something like that. Or he was putting he was putting a chip, he was chip modding it. 
I don't know. It was really interesting. It was probably the first time I ever heard about someone doing that with a video game system. But I was like, well, I thought no one cared about the Saturn. And he's like, oh, well, you know, they did in Japan. He kind of explained it to me. And mm-hmm. that th- there's, there's more happening in across the pond. Than oh, here. of course. Sure. Mm-hmm. Are there any like abandoned uh, RPG series that you would love to see come back as a sequel? Wild Kate? Arms. Wild and Arms. Bandia. Yeah. No, Wild and Arms. Thousand Arms be the three that I, oh, Shining Force. I think those would be the four that I would love to see come back because they're unique kind of RPGs. Like Southern Arms is for PlayStation, mm-hmm. and it's a RPG dating simulation, which is the first of its kind to come to the, come here. Mm-hmm. And Wild Arms is a Western RPG, mm-hmm. so you have like Western like cowboy elements of the Wild West with yeah. magic and mecha, and it's really funny series. Yeah, I played. I played a little bit of the first one because Wild Arms was actually free for a minute there on PlayStation Network, like completely free, like not even with PlayStation Plus or whatever. And I downloaded it, like the original PlayStation game, and played it on the PSP. Mm-hmm. And that game's really cool. I would like to see that too. I think I played. I played most of those except for what was the dating simulator one again? Uh, Southern Arms. Southern Arms. Thousand. Sorry. Thousand Arms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I haven't heard of that one. How many did they make of that one? Was uh, it just, just one? one. Oh, okay. In the uh, Shining Force, I played. That's another one that was on Virtual Console that I played. It's like a Sega's version of. A, well, I mean, you know, like the the um, Fire Emblem style playing yeah. and all that turn based strategy, mm-hmm. which was cool. Because it's a fun. Another making a new game coming out this year for the Shining series. Oh, they are. Um, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but my friend on Twitter, Horror Gamer, mentioned it, so I pre-ordered it on Amazon. But they have Shining in the Darkness, which is more of a, which is more of a standard role playing game. Mm-hmm. Then there's Shining Wisdom, which is like a yeast kind of action RPG. Okay. And then there's Shining Force EXA for PS2. That is a action RPG, but you have two heroes that you can play as both times. So you have to level up your whole party. It's a little unique. Okay. It's a fun series. I'm a I love the game a lot. I'm excited to finally getting another game coming out. Yeah, and that's for Steam or what? What systems is it coming out for? I think it's Xbox One um, and PS4. Oh, okay. No, uh, Switch getting the shaft on that one. <laughs> it might come to Switch. Yeah, I haven't even heard. I haven't even heard or seen about it. I'd love to love to check that out. Yeah, I'm always interested because because uh, Sega has so many like uh, abandoned series that are that are great. Like I know there's a Final Fan or there's a Fantasy Star Online type thing that you can get in Japan for Switch. Like there's a Fantasy mm-hmm. Star Online two that has like a Link character in it, but it's only in Japan, and you can order it through the eShop. But I, you know, there's too much text. Like I wouldn't be able to understand what was going on, but I was tempted to get it. But like yeah, stuff, stuff like that, I would love to see or like. You know, I've uh, there's a guy that's been like liking my Skies of Arcadia stuff that has like a Skies of Arcadia HD like change.org thing or whatever <laughs> that I, that I that I that I signed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I signed it for the fun of it, but it's like it's not going to do anything. I mean, if Sega was going to make an HD version, they'd do it. You know, it's not going to. I don't think they'll look at some online petition and be like, "Oh yeah, we should make that." Or maybe I don't know. Well, but, they, uh, they are bring Sega is bringing back Shamu. For, yeah. Oh, true. Um, yeah. For yeah, because of the fan, so yeah, it'd be cool if they would bring back other titles. Yeah, for all systems. Yeah, I would love to see a sequel to Skies of Arcadia, even though I don't, I don't really know where they would go from here. But because uh, because you pretty much explore the whole world. I mean, you're you're flying. I guess you could go to like a different planet or something. Go to space. 
Yeah, but that kind of takes away the whole like uh, air pirate style yeah. of it, I guess. You know, like unless, unless they prequel maybe. Yeah, for like a uh, dine for like the the blue rogues before before vice was yeah. around. That could be cool that or something. I don't yeah. know. It's it, like you said. Once you beat it, there's really not much left to add to the story. Yeah, I mean, I guess you do go to the moon, so you could go to like other planets, I guess. And explore around there, you know, maybe <laughs> something, something else in there. Oh, you go to the moon in Skies of Arcadia? Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like one of the last things you do is to go to the Sylvite people. They're like, they're on the moon and it's all, there's, it's, everything's upside down in the beginning, which is pretty cool. It's like Final <laughs> Fantasy 2 where you go to the moon. I guess you go to the moon in a lot of. Is to say you, you go oh, to the, uh, like, well, and, and games in general, like even like, um, even Blast Corps, like the last level was in the moon, you know, <laughs> like, and you go to, yeah, <laughs> it's the moon is the place to go to. It's where you, where you end all the two, good games. Six gold the coins. Yeah. Are there any are there any old, old RPGs that like you uh that you like lost interest in or stopped playing that you'd love to go back to and finish? Final Fantasy IV would be one of them. Oh, okay. And I'm trying to think. You didn't make uh, it, you probably didn't... seven and eight just to give them another shot. Cause I'm not a fan of either or. You're not a fan of but either. Na- no. <laughs> I like nine. No, but... no I, yeah. I, I'm, that's I'm, how I am. I played th- I played all the way through nine, and um, I've played through four. But yes, both seven and eight, I've bought them multiple times and mm-hmm. said, hey, I got to get through these. Like everyone says, these games are great. I got to play through them so I can also say I've beat them. And yeah, I keep playing seven and getting relatively far into it and then just losing interest. Mm-hmm. And then eight's got a whole like the, the whole magic system's kind of annoying in that. And yeah, really it, like turns me off pretty quick. Yeah, I played through I played through more of eight than I thought I would. But I played through all of seven. And it was I, I didn't play it when it came out, so I have no like nostalgia for it or anything. And I honestly didn't think it was that great. Like when I, when I beat it, when I beat the whole thing, I was like, eh, it's fine. But I didn't think it was as good as four as four or five or six mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you played through five? Uh, I have I've played through most of five. I haven't played any of five. It was uh it was free on um it was free on PlayStation Plus for a minute, so I played it on PSP. So, but Final Fantasy Nine was fantastic, and I did I bought that recently for the PS4. Same here. Uh, and uh, I've I've sunk some hours into it. Um, I also bought ten. You know, I haven't played all the way through that, but I have a and I've got fifteen now, so I've got this backlog of Final Fantasy games myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I bought seven for when it came out, and I got bored with it pretty like after I got Vincent and Yuffie and all the characters, it just got so tedious and boring. So I stopped playing. And I bought eight, and like you said, the magic system is just horrendous in eight. Mm-hmm. And it was really just, I want something simple. <laughs> I yeah. like the graphics and from that time where you can see from the beginning and, and now. But nine, I, I played all the way through. My sister deleted my save data on the Ooh. last boss. <laughs> mm. But my roommate's a big fan of Final Fantasy Nine, so he bought it. So I've been streaming that occasionally. It's just, mm. to me, it's my favorite Final Fantasy game. Next to uh, three and ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I played nine a little bit, but I didn't. I think by the time I got to it, I was kind of burned out because I played through all of seven and most mm-hmm. of most of eight, and then I got to nine. I'm like, eh. Nine. It's kind of funny because nine <laughs> was like, it's we think of it as an old ass game now, but that itself, that game in itself was a, was a like throwback a, game. Yeah. Because so many people were like, "Hey, come on, we're, we're sick of this neo future." Well, I guess. You know, I guess it's still Neo Future and the old ones, but yeah, we're sick of these these games. Uh, bring us back the magic. I think they bring were the, the animal people. I want Rat Boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their characters look really weird in there. Yes, everybody has like a tail. 
whatever. I know I know the character from Dissidia because I played a lot of Dissidia on BSP. And the one, the rat boy is in there, I think, or mm-hmm. monkey boy or whatever he is, the main guy. But I think a lot, also a lot of it was like uh, all the protagonists were so like angry and like upset and like sad, you know, like, uh, like cloud and, and, uh, was it the other guy's squall? What was his name? Yeah. The guy from you eight. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were all just That's pretty, pretty broody name itself. Just yeah. Name. Oh, cloud. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They were all like sad, and, <laughs> but the guy from nine was like more like, it, you know, was more like a uplifting and more like positive than you know being like Ugh, i'm so sad being a teen is hard yeah yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i have to save the world and go through puberty damn it he has to carry that giant sword too i'm sure it's heavy and that hair man probably takes him a long time to get that get that right all the different points and whatnot <laughs> especially how pointy it was back then do you think uh do you think final fantasy 7 remake will ever come out <laughs> Like Kingdom Hearts three, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, it's kind of in the same world. Actually, I feel like it's less done than that because isn't there hasn't there actually been footage of Kingdom Hearts three? I, I think like... it's coming out this year, actually, after ten years. Yeah, so that one actually seems a little bit closer. But Final Fantasy seven remake, I'm still, I don't think that's really happening unless there's going to be some big E three thing. I don't know. Do you think that uh, the like the the backlash from the fans has anything to do with it? Because they were like, because there's going to be episodic, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it also looked like it was going to play like Final Fantasy 15. So I think a lot of people were mad about that. I was, I was like, uh, I was like, why? What, so it's not going to be turn based anymore. What? What? <laughs> you want to make a remake of a game that's not like the original game anymore? I did, just didn't understand. But I don't know. Yeah. Me either. I've been following Final Fantasy 7 remake news because I'm not interested in it. <laughs> yeah. Not- I'm just not a big fan of Final Fantasy. I want a six remake, a five remake, yeah, a yeah. two remake. I want the older stuff to be remade. Yeah, no, I would love to see seven. Yeah, I would love to see six remade more than anything because like, that's my favorite. Four got a lot of got a lot of remakes and stuff, but I'm surprised five and six didn't get any love. I figured that they were just going to go down the line and just you know re-release those, but nope, didn't happen. Well, they kind of did. I mean, one and two were on. Uh, PS and then PSP. Yeah, and Game Boy Advance also. And I think also Game Boy Advance. Yeah, for... Dawn of Souls. Yeah. And then three and... got the DS remake, so that's why I kind of thought that they were going to keep going from there. They did a but... one a remake for four too on the DS, didn't they? Yeah, yes. that's the same. Four got a bunch of like four got a sequel, got like a phone game sequel, which I played on the Virtual Console again or on WiiWare, I guess. And uh, and there was also like. There was like an HD sprite based one on play on PlayStation Portable, and there was also like a 3D one on DS. Like they did a bunch of stuff for for four, but then nothing for five and six. That's why it's kind of like, what happened, guys? <laughs> you just you just I yeah. dropped the ball. Yeah, I want two so bad because two is a really interesting story. It's hard, mm-hmm. but one because you have to decide what character you want to be a sword fighter magic fight you know use your fists mm-hmm. bow and in this game in two when people die they'd stay dead unlike in four where everyone comes back alive yeah well, i like two it's a much darker story of final fantasy really i, I hear a lot of people talk down on two like they say like i, it, I think it's just because they weren't expecting it to be so hard and you have to work on the characters mm-hmm. it's the one where you have to like whatever you use like that levels up right and if like you yeah. attack your own people like they get stronger like that type of thing like you have yep. to get hit to yeah i've heard i've heard a lot of bad talk on it i played it a little bit on game boy advance because <laughs> i have the donna souls but I, yeah i had a hard time getting into it but you got to beat like, each other up to get stronger pretty much 
I, I guess, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the version of grinding is just beating the shit out of each other. Well, you can. You can attack your own guys to, to strengthen yourself, right? Like, I heard that's a, that you can do that on there. I, I never tried that. I know when I first played 2, for PlayStation, when it came out, it was 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever played it. And I hated it when I played it, because it was just not what I was used to in playing a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. But when I went back to it recently for the for PSP... I kind of got into it more because the story is really great. It's just you have to have time, devote time to making sure that every character is leveled up appropriately to what you want the character to be. Mm-hmm. So if you want, you know, one to be a fighter or just use their fists, it's just grinding and grinding. It's a yeah. lot more grinding than I ever did mm-hmm. in the Final Fantasy game was in two. Yeah, because you got to use like you got to use the fist over and over again if you want to be strong with it. Pretty much, yeah. Like that's the idea is whatever you use, that's how you level up. So yeah, like a job class system in a way uh-huh. for like three and five. So it would it would be interesting to see that like done like in a more modern era in a way that it's less less grindy but still like kind of the same idea. I would definitely like to see That'd that. Be nice. It won't happen, but it'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, well, Square's, Square's always been kind of weird about trying to figure out what their fans actually want. I mean, we got like three Final Fantasy thirteen games, which I didn't think anybody wanted. But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like it took them a while to figure out that people wanted a Final Fantasy seven remake. And then that one was different. It wasn't even really what they wanted. And But they have you ever played like any of the Bravely Default stuff? Because I know like that's kind of been selling enough for them to realize that people want that more like traditional turn-based rpg stuff i had the first one i only played a little bit of it not enough Mm. but it was what i remember like a throwback so i really enjoyed it i just haven't gone back to it the battle system is really really good on it i think that was like the biggest strength because like you can kind of kind of like what you're saying with final fantasy or fantasy star 4 you can like pick what your guys are going to do and you can set that Mm -hmm. to happen every time you fight and you can also like speed it up like four times, so like the, the so like the random battles go by super quickly. And you completely turn you can completely turn them off too. Like if you're like you won't get any experience points, but if you're stuck in a dungeon and you're about to die, you can like there's a slider where you can turn down the intensity of the of the random battles, so you can turn it all to zero, so you can walk out and save and come back. You know, so there's it was oh, they, that's cool. They made it like incredibly uh, customizable. It's like a big thing about it. So that's what I really liked, and I guess the same developers are working on it. Octopath Traveler. So, and there's kind of a similar uh, play play type with the uh, defaulting and braving and all that stuff. So, so yeah, it was fun. I mean, I never beat the first one, but I did play it for a good amount. I'd like to go back and finish it at some point, but and I think I played the demo for the second one, and that was it. Well, that's cool. Yeah, but uh, I think uh, we're we're about to we're about to like an hour in the interview, so I kind of want to was thinking about uh, wrapping it up here. But uh, we lo- loved having you on. Like it was a lot of. A lot of cool stuff. Like it's, a, it's, I see we have a lot of the same interests for RPGs and stuff like that. So it's always good to talk. Like I'm a huge fan of old RPGs, so I always love uh, talking about it, like the retro mm-hmm. stuff and whatnot, especially like the Sega stuff, because a lot of it ended up coming out for Nintendo, like I said, and the other, and you know, later, especially when the Dreamcast went down, they put a lot of stuff on GameCube. So that's good. But where, where can everybody find you on the internet? On Twitter, it's Esper Dreams, same as my Twitch handle, <laughs> same as my blog, EsperDreams.com. Oh, okay. Cool and uh, yeah, you've I saw you read you'd written uh, you wrote like uh, your favorite Super Nintendo games and Genesis and NES stuff like all this year. So there's some fairly fairly recent stuff in there, and you're working on the um, the new one, right? The uh, one about uh, yeah, the Prussian and gaming. Cool. Uh, when do you think that one will be out? I'm having some people review it because I'm nervous <laughs> about putting it out there. So if once they get the okay 
do it, then probably be next week. Okay. Cool. Oh, cool. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely put a link to that. Well, I'll put a link to your to your site on the on the uh, description of this episode, so people can find it. So, yeah, as oh, for dreams, you. make sure and check it, it out. It was there. fun talking with both of you. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thanks very much nice for coming you. on. And if uh, you know, fun. maybe in the future, if you want to talk like uh, Yee's Eight or something like that, you should you should come back because I know that Definitely. one's come that one's coming out next next month. So you know, or any other sort of uh, RPG that you would like to like to come on and vent about, you know, let us know. Like, loved having you on. Sure. Cool. Thank you. Thanks. Pleasure. All right, cool. All right, well, well, have a good day, guys. That was a super cool interview. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to have Kate on here to talk about RPGs and all that. That was a lot of fun. Now I just want my Saturn to work. Yeah, right? I, I need to make it work. Yeah. And uh, that Shining Force game that she was talking about is actually coming to Switch. So there is a new Shining Force game in development for Switch right now. It's got a crazy name. It's called, like, Shining Residence Refrain. That's what it's called. So, But it is coming cool. to Switch. It's coming out this year. It was actually announced in like February, So, and I completely missed out on that one. But yeah, so there is a Sega RPG coming out now, so that's cool. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll get a date at E3 or whatever. But um, And that's uh, the song from that trailer. That's going to be my outro for this episode as well. But uh, yeah, this has been Nintendo Main, episode 121. Uh, we're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Kowski. John Litter. And, uh, you know, you can find us at Nintendo Made Podcast. Uh, you can find our YouTube at, at youtube.com slash fingmater, F-I-N-G-M-A-T-E-R. You can find me streaming at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Made Podcast. Uh, you know, Jeremy and I, we've been doing some two-player, uh, two-player, same game, different places stuff like Splatoon and uh, Area of Sorrow and all that. You can find it. Come hang out. Come lurk. All that fun stuff. Um, you can email us at Nintendo Made Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I do new new Switch game streams every Thursday around like 3 o'clock Central. So you can catch that. Check it out. And um, thanks for listening to us. Uh, if you, you know, get us on your on whatever your podcatcher of choice and uh, give us a review and all that. Uh, we, you know, we we do use our blood, sweat, and tears to uh, make these episodes. So let us know how you feel and all that. Or send us an email or at me at at Nintendo main at at Nintendo underscore domain or at Jeremy at at jmaxdack on Twitter and let us know how you feel about stuff. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Later. See ya.
<laughs> nice ass, kitty. 